Abre los ojos para verlo. Put up your manos. Members attempting your neto chicanos, latinos en los Estados Unidos. Don't care if you're Ricans or even Cubanos. Look at our coaches. We have more common. Don't let them divide. These suckers are vultures. Either we stand it together or better be standing aside. Now is the time. Don't know about you, but I'm gonna ride. We gotta climb. Fight for your base, but where was your pride? Where were the gunners that you got inside? Look how our ancestors came to this country. They tried to be living the American dream. Don't throw it away. They promise you money and catch your rage and pull the machine. Take a new team, you flesh us a lizard, but that is a system that you wanna bring. You need to think, we gotta fake communism, cause it looks like we on the brink. Connect all the links, a world party system is taking the power from all of the people. We need to see, when will you listen? These people are evil, they won't see the sequence, so what is your plan? Hand in hand, we're standing together, cause it's the one never to do what you can. Please understand, we gotta do better, so what can remember that we took a stand? Escucha me, vente cuatro, es el año, si se puede. Lucha, lucha por la libertad. Yo, what's up, guys? How's it going? What's up? What's happening? How's it going? How's it going? Another, another wonderful episode of Latino Free Minds coming your way. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's been a, it's been an interesting uh, few days. <laughs> a lot, a lot going on for twenty twenty four. Yeah, a lot going on in twenty twenty four. Um, so we started doing the Spanish content with Matt. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, that's adding like a lot of activity to the, to the Instagram, which is good. So we got a bunch of new followers there. Um, and dude, there's, there's a lot, uh, a video still that, that, uh, we got to put out. Uh, so it's crazy. The response is, has been pretty, pretty good actually. Um, you know, it's one of those things that we've talked about before about Spanish content being uh, really important, right? Especially this year that we're going through an election year. And we just threw it out there and dude, like the responses have been have been crazy. So, um, you know, it's it's awesome to see that because like uh, like I said, it's, it's kind of like a validation type of thing. Because mm -hmm. you know you have that belief, like, oh yeah, we need more Spanish content, right? And you know, I, I put out a tweet that, I, and I put, you know, we don't need no DEI because, you know, I'm working with an Asian guy to put out Spanish content. Like, how how cool is that shit? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Technology is pretty crazy. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. So we're gonna have uh, Max on today. I'm gonna drop Adam in right now. Hey, Max, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for inviting me on. How about you guys? Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Awesome. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for joining us. Yeah, Absolutely. Man. Am I am I mistaken? Did you do uh, the Spanish ads for uh, Brian? Brian Dolly? Was that you? Brian Dolly. <clears throat> so. <laughs> It's funny you say because I didn't do Spanish ads for Brian. In fact, when I was campaigning oh. with with Brian last year uh, in Marysville, I actually handed out these uh, these cards in Spanish, and I was speaking to the people in Spanish because um, it was some event where it was just a bunch of Latinos there. A lot of people didn't there did not speak English, so I was mm -hmm. there campaigning for him, and a lot of those people. Uh, had family members, you know, who were citizens and whatnot. So we're saying, you know, if you have a family member, share this with them, or if you can vote, you know, please vote for Brian Daly. 
Yeah. Okay. I I, I could have swore it sounded just like you. Yeah. So it was, well, it was a community of farmers and, and people uh -huh. who are blue collar workers. So I try to tell them that, you know, Brian Daly was, you know, Brian Daly's a farmer. He does all these things and give them a little rundown of what he does. And yeah. And, and I felt like they could relate to that, you know, because a lot of them, you know, they work for a living. So it's helpful. No, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's just, you know, um, I was actually happy to be up there campaigning with him. You know, chances are I'll be working with campaigns this year because it's a big, you know, year. It's election year. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you've got Donald Trump, who's the front runner for the Republican nomination. Right. And then you've got uh, President Biden, who's probably the front runner for the Democratic nomination. Uh, you've got some people who are putting names in there, like uh, Governor Gavin Newsom. Uh, however, I do see something a little bit different here. I do see the possibility of Mark Mark Cuban. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Uh, mm -hmm. He's been on Twitter recently promoting um, uh, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, diversity hires. Uh, you know, Elon Musk and him have been going back and forth on that stuff. And then he's been doing publicity stunts. Like he's been on the media saying, I don't know if I could ever run for president. So maybe you guys had some thoughts on that and the fact that he sold the the Dallas Mavericks. So. Yeah, I mean, he could surprise. He could give us the surprise and step into the presidential campaign as the Democrat Democratic nominee. Is much less baggage than Governor Gavin Newsom and other people who are planning to put in their who are, who are possibly planning to put their hats in the ring. Yeah, I think he's been setting that up over the years because it's not the first time that he's uh, you know talked about it or mentioned that it, it is a possibility. I remember back in the day um, him talking about dabbling in. To politics so it doesn't surprise me at all but yeah it's a good call like you said less baggage than all the other big names that are out there already right um, right i don't know if and i don't he get is a businessman he can use the businessman angle to it too yeah if right i don't get an interview when i apply for head coach i'm gonna test that dei stuff <laughs> yeah no, no seriously seriously uh and you know what you have these you have these um companies that are or big corporations that are dropping their bachelor's degree requirements for their, you know, for people to get hired and no work jobs. And I think a big reason for that is for the DEI so that people that are, you know, Latino or especially black, black males can be, you know, favored uh, in the application process, you know, uh, and they put, you know, eight years or however many years of experience, but chances are once they truly implement this DEI, like they've agreed to, They'll be hiring black black men with zero experience and zero education just because of the the color of their skin. So, yeah. and that is an issue. You know, we're not live we're not living in a merit uh, a meritocracy anymore. We're living in a society where you could just say, you know, I'm a Hispanic or I'm a black, right? Claim minority status and possibly get a job when it's not merited. Mm -hmm. Mark Cuban's pushing for it, so that'll help him with the Democrats for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a good angle on their behalf, if you think about it. I mean, it's obviously not the smart thing to do. I think we see failures in businesses and politics because they've already implemented that in a way. And, you know, failing economy, politics and everything. So. <laughs> I see the comment. He said, why don't you have Asian women playing on the Mavs? Somebody <laughs> told I don't follow basketball closely, but somebody told me it's all white guys. Is that true? <laughs> it's pretty close. Uh, okay. 
on the Mavs, uh, there's more lighter skin guys. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> it's yeah. been like that for years, though. It's been like yeah. that for a long yeah. time. Well, yeah. people are saying, you know, why don't they put more black people on the Mavs if he's actually for the diversity, equity, inclusion? I'm guessing that he's for that. It's just that, you know, in, in different areas of employment for the team, for the Mavericks, he's employing more people that are people of color, you know, quote unquote, mm -hmm. people of color so that he actually has something to show for it. He can put up his resume, the fact that he's built everything he has from nothing, you know, all of his businesses, uh, the fact that he has a show on Shark Tank that he's actually considering leaving, by the way. And then also the fact that he has the Dallas Mavericks. And that's an angle that not a lot of people are willing to um, come from is the fact that Mark Cuban, he's pretty good at promoting the Democratic message. But when it comes to like corruption and stuff, he's pretty clean. He's a pretty clean dude. Mm. So hmm. gotta give him that. Yeah. So kind of to to get into your history, how did you get into like all this political stuff? Uh, what kind of drives you into it? And just kind of tell us about yourself. Yeah, for sure. So what drove me into it is, uh, you know, during the right during the lockdowns, uh, I became disillusioned, you know, because, you know, when it was two weeks to slow the spread, then it was a month and they kept extending the goalposts back. I mean, I was obviously political before the lockdowns, you know, I actually was in a civics class, participated in a mock assembly hearing that where I was either chair or co-chair or something like that, uh, prior to actually, uh, starting, you know, politics or even getting online to begin with, I was, um, educating myself on certain issues, especially with, you know, the role of the the governor and the states, because they were the really the ones given the power during the lockdowns. Uh, and there was just too much abuse of power to be able to take it anymore. So uh, I just got online, started, you know, putting information out there. Um, and you know what really got me started? The, the moment that really got me online, I was watching the uh, or I was watching the uh, assembly proceedings or or following along with them uh, on the day that they were supposed to vote on a resolution to open the schools back up or not. And this was like a year after they closed completely. And of course, the assembly voted to reject that resolution to go against the governor when it came to the to his executive powers to close the schools and things like that. So I was pretty disillusioned by that. And so that's when I really started getting into it. And, you know, that's when he had va masks and all the other mandates introduced. And so I just kept fighting harder. And uh, I, I started actually doing Instagram lives uh, mm -hmm. as, as a person that was in high school. And then I shifted more towards shorter video. As I entered college, I, sh I shifted more towards shorter videos to be able to, you know, uh, relay points, but to do it for people that had shorter attention spans. So it was great. All of it, all of it has worked out tremendously thus far. Yeah. So what would you say influenced you in that direction? Um, so is your family conservative or did so, you just kind of come to that conclusion on your own? Yeah. So it was more of like a, it was more of like a journey on my own. You know, my family's pretty, uh, of course, more liberal leaning, but, but, but pretty apolitical in terms of like not very um, into politics or into all that information and stuff, you know, um, I, I, I was, you know, persuading my family, you know, to or members to sign the recall petition, which I got both my parents to do that somehow. Uh, and then uh, I, I ran into these other family members that started shifting conservative because, you know, for example, my my uncle, um, 
he didn't necessarily like Trump per se, for example, but his business down in uh, Long Beach was getting like robbed and stuff all the time after Biden came into office. And, uh, you know, after uh, Governor Newsom stepped in uh, as the governor. So, you know, he started realizing that it's really like Democrats that were uh, refusing to put penalties on crime and to hold criminals accountable and that these prosecutors mainly are liberal um, especially because Long Beach is part of Los Angeles County and you know that the crime problem is pretty serious there. I mean, if you want to put this into perspective, a lot of the inmates that were released by Gavin became homeless, you know, so mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and when they became homeless, they didn't have any trades, they didn't have any experience, they didn't have any resumes, they had nothing built up for themselves. So what they did is they just ended up committing more crimes so that they could go back into the prison system again. And so that's where the, the homeless and the crime, I mean, it's all really one bundle of joy. Um, and so I had some family members witnessing that firsthand. So they are starting to see that and maybe shift a little bit. They're not necessarily politically informed, but just by looking at what's around them, they're pretty disillusioned. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of, I think, uh, Danny coined the Biden administration, the red pill administration. Because <laughs> they're going to, they're going to, you know, people are seeing, right, what's going on. They're feeling the difference. Mm -hmm. And like you said, 2024 is a big year with the election coming up. And kind of one of the messages we're giving people is to vote their reality. So, you know, kind of like you were saying about your uncle, you know, his reality is his, his story getting robbed. And, you know, you got to come to that conclusion. All right. What's what's the what's the common factor in in me getting robbed what's the common factor in me having to pay more for gas more for food and all that so your reality has shifted a lot you know if, if people are being honest from trump's administration to this administration there's been a huge shift financially especially um mm -hmm. so you know that's why you know that's our our focus coming into this year into this election yeah no absolutely uh I mean, even even Biden is following California's lead. He's following Gavin's lead uh, specifically with uh, trying to force independent contractors to uh, to to make themselves employees, basically to incorporate themselves as employees. So, um, you know, in, in California, three, three, three and a half million people just about uh, lost their independent contracting jobs because they didn't want to go under a separate employment status. Um, that, and I, and I'm not saying that maybe there are le less tax benefits going a different route, but that's the way that they saw it. And they saw what Gavin Newsom was doing, uh, to get them to self-classify as employees, even if they made their own businesses and work for themselves as this tool of control. And so now the Biden administration is pu pushing for this. Uh, they're trying to make rules, which they can't really do. They can't get federal agencies really to just make a rule, you know, like the Labor Department. They can't just hand down an order to the Labor Department and make this new rule that these people have to self-classify now as employees. And that's what they're trying to do to many of like the truck drivers, the people that deliver our goods, you know, the people that get stuff in the grocery stores, all the shops that we go to and things like that. And, and people who, you know, drive for Uber, Lyft, whatever it may be. And that sets a pretty dangerous precedent. Um, and, you know, here's the thing. The Biden administration would have to get something like that passed through Congress. There is a bill in Congress called the PRO Act. The PRO Act would do just just that. But the Biden administration wants to take, you know, the lead first and do something at the executive level that would implement this exact rule. So everything that's happening in California right now, they're trying to move it to the national level. And 
I don't like it, but I think that people should be warned about it and certainly stay in touch with their congressmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard, uh, you know, New York and California are kind of like the testing grounds for what they want to do nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's to your point right now, you know, now they're actually trying to implement, you know, those things uh, nationwide, like you said, Biden. But one of the biggest things is that if they, you know, Californians, a lot of them are waking up. A lot of us are waking up. If if, if you weren't awake before Biden or COVID, um, a lot of New Yorkers are waking up right now. There's a huge shift going on in New York, Chicago. Um, you know, all the immigrants being bussed over there and all the citizens, you know, the local citizens in those areas are starting to see that, you know, um, the local funds are being allocated for other things than themselves. So, you know, this might be a little red pilling situation. So I don't know. And that's the optimist in me, you know, looking, looking ahead. Yeah. I mean, more people in New York, I mean, in the rural areas, it seems like they're starting to uh, vote. They're starting to vote red more often. I mean, I think um, New York actually flipped some congressional seats and that actually resulted in George Santos getting in uh, the guy who, you know, lied his lied his way to Congress. Um, of course, uh, you know, in California, the same thing could could very well be be happening. You know, we don't know. In fact, uh, I will say this, though, there is a glimmer of hope in California. I don't believe all people here are just like dummies who don't understand mm-hmm. a thing. Because mm-hmm. even despite Democrats push for affirmative action, twice in California, we rejected affirmative action, first through Prop 209. And then I think we had Prop 62, like in 2020. And Californians basically reaffirmed the position that they established back in 1990 to say that we don't want affirmative action that doesn't belong here in the state. So even this is even though Democrats really pushed hard for it at the ballot box. Mm. Yeah, I think I think uh, you know I, I, I this is my belief. It's we're we're diverse enough, not just in California, not you know the whole country where you don't need those kind of DEI things, those affirmative action. It's like you know people here are given the opportunity; they just got to take advantage of it. Is it harder for some? Maybe, yeah, but still, it's like the opportunity is there. You might have to put a little extra work, but you know. I think, uh, like you said, a lot of people know that deep down, right? And and there's a there's been a push to kind of make people feel like, hey, you know, if someone keeps it keeps hammering in your head that you're not gonna make it or you got a tougher road, you know what I mean? If you buy into it, then you're probably gonna have a tougher road because you're not gonna try as hard. So, and I think everybody knows that. Everybody's smart enough to kind of decipher that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of brainwashing behind it. You know, people are told that they're going to have a tougher road because of the color of their skin. They're not going to feel obligated to work as hard. Exactly. Yeah. So my biggest challenge say, is oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No. So you kind of told us about, you know, what sparked, uh, you know, that little thing in you to dive headfirst into the world of politics. Um, so where do you see yourself like in five years or maybe 10 years, or do you see yourself, you know, reaching for that chair, shooting your shot, the big chair at the end? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you never know, you know, uh, it's good to have goals. So, you know, in five, 10 years, I'd obviously have, you know, my own career and have everything, you know, I, you know, 
uh, have my own household, likely family, you know, you know, a garden, all these things. Um, as far as as far as political um, aspirations go, you know, any anything's up for discussion. You know, uh, if there's an open seat somewhere, if there's a, I mean, obviously, any smart guy is going to be looking around to find, you know, know if if the incumbent is not running for a seat or if someone's retiring or if there's an open slot or an open spot somewhere, you know, they're going to keep their eyes peeled. Mm-hmm. What, if you don't mind me asking, what what county are you in? So I'm in Sacramento County. I'm up. I'm up here. I'm up north. So, yeah, I'm very close to the capital. So that's why I'm able to visit pretty frequently. So okay. it's always, it's nice. It's nice to have that perk to be able to watch the committee hearings and stuff live and to to see it all unfold like you know with my own eyes. Yeah. So you you were in high school right during COVID. Uh, I was barely. Yeah. So at the at the beginning of COVID, yes, I was still in high school. And 2021, I was wrapping up with high school early, early, earlier than expected, uh, you know, a couple of years earlier than expected. So, yeah, that happened. And then I was able to just move straight into community college. But there were still, you know, mandates and stuff that you would have had to deal with to be able to go. So mm-hmm. I guess the ultimatum back at that point was either go in person and make sure you have a jab or just stay online. So I just stayed online for a bit, you know, worked through that and then. Uh, now I'm back in person now that all the mandates have been dropped and whatnot. So things uh-huh. are working out perfectly. Yeah. Cause you know, you, you're, you're very young. Uh, I don't know if you want to say how old you are, but like you're, you're real young and you have like a bright mind when it comes to all this stuff. So if you don't mind me asking and, or telling the people, how old are you? Sure. So I just turned 19 four days ago, five days ago now. Happy oh, birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy Appreciate birthday. that. Yeah. 19. Yeah, just, just had the birthday pass, you know, and then, yeah, well, that means, that means, that means a name change by the end of the year, but I'll figure it out. You know, it'll still be the same platform and everything, just a different handle. <laughs> yeah. Outraged man. Outraged man. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out a name where I keep the, the, the syllable, the number of syllables to a minimum and outraged man would keep it pretty short. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't seem very outraged, though. You seem very cool, cool, collected. Calm. Oh yes, you know when you're on uh, when you're on interviews or primetime TV, you've got to be cool. When you're out on the oh, street, you <laughs> All right, watch out. Yeah, right. Exactly. So uh, you man. know, it's like at the at the soccer matches, people would be drumming and waving their scarves. I only do that out on the streets. I don't do that on the primetime <laughs> or the TV. I just sit there and. Give him my give him my opinion. He's only he's only dangerous when he has to be. I'm only dangerous when I have to be, right? Not gonna attack. It, it controlled. Control. It's controlled. It's yeah. Right. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so, so given you know we're all we're all here in California, right? We're all in different counties. Mm-hmm. Um, is there is there any current person that is running, you know, for this year that you would say, okay, like. I like this person or I'm keeping my eye on this person here in California or in your district here in California. Okay. Well now we're going to have to talk ahead a little bit. We got the 2026 governor's race. And what's interesting is we've got uh, a few candidates with their names in the hat, two smaller candidates won't mention them, but we will mention Chad Bianco, Chad Bianco, who is the sheriff in Riverside. Cause I believe Riverside County, I believe he actually uh, announced his campaign. Okay. That's something to look out for. Uh, he has 
plenty of years of experience in law enforcement and I've seen his takes and interviews about, you know, crime in his, in his area and, you know, not enforcing Newsom's concealed carry laws and, um, trying to sort of, um, uh, trying to make sure that Riverside is, is as crime free as it can be, despite whatever mandates or orders the state will hand down. So that'll be an interesting, uh, guy to look for <clears throat> as far as 2024 goes. Um, here in California, we have the U.S. Senate race uh, for mm -hmm. 2024 uh, because Senator uh, Dianne Feinstein, her, her, her seat is up, Dianne uh, Feinstein. Uh, and, and here's the thing. You know, you have Eric Early who's running for U.S. Senate. You have um, you have Steven Gerger. I don't care for him personally. You know, he was running an, NF, an MLB team. And then he got, I mean, he might have the resume, but I like uh, Eric Early. You know, he's an attorney. He's a Republican running for that mm -hmm. seat. Uh, he's my favorite to advance to the um, general election, hopefully with uh, a Democrat. It would be great to see him and him and Schiff, him and Adam Schiff Battle it. go at each other. That'd be great. Danny um, loves Schiff. Yeah, I love him. Oh, you love Schiff? Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see Adam Schiff advance the runoff, not with another Democrat, though, but with a Republican that will make his life hell. Uh, mm -hmm. For the month yeah, leading that would be election. lovely and then um as far as assembly seats go you know i'm not familiar i'm not really um familiar with all the candidates that are running quite yet for state assembly um but i want to say i'm saying it right but there's a dude running for assembly district eight okay his name is david something i i, I can't get my finger on the name let me see if i can find it district eight you said it's his name is david i think it's tanpiga or something like that i don't remember the the first and last name but that dude has caught my eye thus far with his campaign videos and stuff and so i like that um so that's district I, i'm pretty sure district eight would be like um like my i don't know or or you know what it may be sacramento area now that i think about it it's got to be somewhere around here like uh like uh, not Stockton. Stockton's like District 13. San Joaquin Valley's District 13. District 8. Let's see. Let's see a map maybe so I can figure out where this District 8 is. Right here. Um, yes. Tan. Oh, it's Tangipa. I had the P and the G uh, switched around, but you know what? Not a big deal. Um, yeah, this guy. He really caught my eye. You know the videos he's done about you know especially the Board of Education on the on the culture wars uh, with Gavin uh, signing AB 1078 to centralize the curriculum powers into the hands of the state. Um, this guy is uh, killing it. Yeah, he's killing it. He's doing a good job. I got to commend him for that. Um, and then there's uh, who else? There's Cheyenne Kenny. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Running, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Running for um, assembly in district Third, No. Uh, I don't remember which district, but for um, down in Oakland, uh, running for state assembly as a Republican, uh, being opposed by an older lady, establishment Republican, who I don't support. And then uh, Mia Bonta, uh, who is the wife of Rob Bonta. So that's who she's running against. Hmm. And then uh, Denise Aguilar running for District 13, who is yep. running against... Uh, you, you, I don't know if you guys know who Carlos Villapadua is. He's the assembly yeah. for that district, but he's mm -hmm. he's he's going to he's trying to go to Senate, and then he's running his wife for that district 13 seat to you know create a political dynasty. It seems like you know mm. 
every everybody. I mean, even the Dallies. I mean, everybody wants to be like the Bushes. I get it. I get it, folks. Okay, <laughs> and me too. Um, but uh, yeah, it's another another family dynasty, political dynasty. And you know, to be honest, I don't know. You know, I'm not really familiar with who's running for all the rest of them. I've got to still take a look at that. I mean, the primaries are coming up real hot and really fast, yeah. and so. Uh, I got to jump on that and get familiar with all the names and point out the ones that I, you know, really like, but those are the, those are the few that stand out so far. I would say David the most though, because despite not knowing who he is, you know, I've, I don't think I've met him in person or anything. I've seen mm -hmm. some of his videos and stuff. If they've managed to get on my feed, that's a really good thing. So aside from their background and their resume, what about their message caught your eye? Cause we talk about that in the show quite a bit so david's message is very pro-parent directed uh it's very um let's oppose the bureaucracy down in sacramento let's uh centralize the power back at the level of the school boards you know um <clears throat> when it comes to like he made some good connections you know he had a good angle on the homeless issue that i really liked um about the hundreds of thousands of people that are on our streets and connected it to all the to the inmates that are being um, released even more, you know, even more so now. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good, that's a really good point. Um, you know, there there were seven thousand <laughs> pedophiles released by Gavin like a year and a half ago. So mm -hmm. you know, God knows where all those guys are, right? Uh, priorities, priorities, right? And so this guy's like, I've got better priorities, you know. Uh, why do we want the government doing everything for us? I mean, I mean, you think about it, right? This guy has a good point. He asked, why would why would the government do everything for us? I believe he's an immigrant. I don't think he's from the United States of America. I think he mentioned his mom immigrating um, from another country, uh, or at least he may have shared the story at some point. But why would we want our government manufacturing cars or making bread or making food or making any of that stuff? Mm -hmm. you look at all the countries that have governments that do that and just look at look at the conditions they've ended up in. Not only that, but you drive by a building that's being uh, built by the government. It's government funding. It's a government building and it takes forever to get built. It seems like it takes like five years to get built. You go by an independent private uh, builder or company. And, you know, those buildings are erected in, it seems like in about a year or less or something like that. So yeah, who, who is the most efficient, you know, the private sector? Yeah, I mean, it, it does seem that way, doesn't it? That the private sector is much more efficient. I mean, that's why I was saying, even with production and food and in cars and electronics, just with everything, the, the, the private sector is gonna get it done much faster much better more efficiently and cheaper than the government ever would and so you look at you look at uh com countries you know that have all that power centralized and you know at the government level like venezuela or you know these these people they're dying of starvation usually mm -hmm. um they're yeah. dealing with hyperinflation you know and then they're not even getting the products that the government is supposed to be producing which is why they're starving because food was food happened to be one of them so he made a good point about, do we want that in California? Do we want that in the United States of America? We need more elected officials in government that don't want that. And he seems like a guy that would be able to fight against that agenda. Yeah, I think if they came with a message that competition is healthy, mm -hmm. um, you know, for example, from the private sector, that's what makes it efficient. When you eliminate competition, 
I think everything federal, you know, uh, uh, state or any anything like that eliminates competition, period. And that's why it's not efficient and it's just a money grab. In right. my opinion, how many times have we heard about these projects in California starting up and all of a sudden you don't hear about them anymore? Where right. did those funds go? And the moment you eliminate competition, people start to get lazy, you know, mm -hmm. because when there's competition, they're trying to make their product better and they're trying to make it faster than the other mm -hmm. person and cheaper oh. for a cheaper price. Yeah. And they're trying to sell it for as much as they can. However, when you have competition, sometimes the price goes down if people don't if people don't want the product uh, that's being offered, people they'll typically lower the price so that more more people actually go and get it. So you got to let the free market work these things out all by itself instead of trying to have the government dictate all that stuff. Yeah, I so, mean, otherwise you end up with the high speed rail, right? Yeah, <laughs> which didn't work here, but worked in Turkey somehow. I don't know what you guys think about that. I don't know. I, I saw who else did one recently, and I was like, how they did it. <laughs> <laughs> Turkey, Turkey did theirs faster than us, and Florida oh, also got theirs done. Yeah, it's. I think does Mexico have one now too? Oh yeah, I think I, think I saw Mexico. They do. Yeah, one recently too. You have you have like, other countries that are able to get it done faster than us. Yeah, faster than California. But like <laughs> you said, right? If if the government's involved, then these these are the results that that uh mm -hmm. that you get, right? Right. You right. Got PG and E. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the rolling blackouts in california because yeah they're the ones in charge and they're not doing a real good job don't get me started on pg and &E. that would i i think yeah that that was the point made about competition earlier is if pg and e had another uh company that was competing against them they wouldn't be able to afford having all these blackouts they'd have to upgrade their equipment their technology and they'd have to get better on their safety standards because they wouldn't think that they'd be able to get away with having whole um like towns burned you know under their mm -hmm. you know at you know at, at you know under their watch with their with their, with their telephone poles you know falling because mm -hmm. they don't meet the standards or you know the campfire for example in paradise that's what that's exactly what i was thinking about that i mm -hmm. tried to articulate was the fact that paradise actually had completely burned down because they weren't willing to meet um safety standards and so if they had another company competing against them they wouldn't be able to afford accidental incinerations mm -hmm. of these towns you know um now that you brought up paradise what do you think about this is that uh, I, I know people that live out um in country country areas let's say angels camp or somewhere out there right and now they can't um they're not selling policies uh to insure those mm -hmm. homes for those same reasons you know um the fires and things of that nature and now they're in jeopardy of, uh, you know, maintaining their mortgage. What do you what do you think is the play behind that? I mean, I don't know if you really thought about that or are aware of that. So so I'm sorry, who who is having trouble in maintaining the mortgage? So, you know, with all the wildfires that happen, like in Napa, Paradise. Mm -hmm. So insurance companies, what they're doing is they're not um, offering uh, insurance policies for those homeowners. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. So since they can't insure their homes, mm -hmm. they they can't uh, refi or you know hold the, their their mortgage. They can't get that loan. So now they're kind of being forced out of those those areas. 
Yeah, they can't. They yeah, so they can't get the loan because the mortgage companies lose out if the house gets burned down because that's the product that they're obviously trying to sell on, you know, mm -hmm. trying to get the loan for because that's what the banks went out on. They have to have a middle product, like you know, cars would be considered a middle product, and then the houses would be considered the product that people are seeking a loan on. So, yeah, these areas are going to become uninhabitable until there's someone that's willing to um, insure them or some company. I mean, you have this e mass exodus now of insurance companies leaving California as fast as they can. Yeah. Farmers Insurance, State Farm, uh, just Geico. Geico actually mm -hmm. now. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. getting it's getting really serious. Progressive. <laughs> progressive now. And they're too, progressive. Right? Hey. <laughs> oh my no, God. they haven't they haven't pulled out yet, but I mean it's alarming because I don't know. I, I start looking at patterns and I start connecting dots that, you know, over time you can kind of see them, see the patterns. Mm -hmm. And um, if they're trying to pull everybody into these big cities. You know, that's one way to do it is not insure um, their property so that, you know, they get forced into the bigger cities. So that's that's yeah, that's true. That's another way of looking at it. Paradise is a small town. It's not a big city. Mm -hmm. You burn it down. All these people have got to move to like, you know, San Francisco or uh, Eureka or God knows where, but just in somewhere that's more densely populated. Maybe San Francisco is like the closest, or Sacramento probably actually would be like a closer place. Downtown, you know? Um, yeah, again, that's another tool of control. They don't want people living out in the rural areas. But I guess I guess they forget that's where their food comes from a lot of the times. These farmers that live far up north in the state that have nothing that are pretty that are pretty that are pretty much living in they're living in small communities. And other than that, they're living in self-isolation from, you know uh like urban centers you know restaurants you know gas stations hospitals i mean all these different things and and mm -hmm. talking about the farmers how far away do you think california is from turning their backs on the farmers you know something like ireland where you know i think it's ireland where the i think the the consensus is start killing the cows start killing or they did kill some cows already you know food right so yeah I mean, I think farmers have been told to burn their crops, get rid of their crops, um, especially especially in this state. You know, uh, this state, They, I mean, you know, the farmers, they've already they, the state has already turned their backs on the farmers, if you want to think about it, because, you know, we're not providing them with the water they need by building the water storage that is required for them to be able to water as much as they like, you know, and so. That's a big issue, right? We're telling, we're, I'm, I'm sure we're already getting to the point where we're telling farmers even to ration their water use, you know, to ration their water because um, we're not providing the storage, but we keep hiding it under the guise of like climate change or there's a drought or whatever. It's like if we had the water storage while, you know, we had in, intense amounts of precipitation, we'd be prepared for years in which there's not a lot of rain. Yeah. And if you're old enough, uh, like I am, you remember since I was a little kid that we've been, uh, California has been in an eternal drought um, since I can remember. Well, so. I heard it's like three, three gallons for one almond. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe you should slow down on those. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Slow down. <laughs> That's what no, but 
just take a look at the last couple of years where it really rained, um, you know, consecutive days a lot, you know, and all the flooding that we get. And I have this theory is that up here, even in Northern California, um, it, it doesn't rain as much as we think it should rain or they tell us that it should be raining. We depend on a lot of uh, uh, ice water melting down and coming into uh, the valleys and stuff like that. So just a, as an example, take last year, how much it rained. There was a lot of flooding, a lot of mudslides, a lot of things happening. I know there was fires that caused the mudslides too, but just it's it's a theory that I've had because I've, I'm, I'm 45. I haven't seen it rain as much as mm -hmm. they tell us that it had been in my history. And I've lived in California my entire life. Mom. Damn, we had we had a trillion. I want to say we had like a trillion gallons, literally, of water coming down last year, like early last year, and we still weren't able to gather all that water because, again, we haven't built water storage since the 1970s. It's crazy. Yeah, we haven't uh, prepared, like you said, for you know, you, you've got to prepare for growth, you know, for all the cities and all the you know utilities that we needed for so. Where's that infrastructure? Where's my tax dollars building that infrastructure for the future? Yeah, you want to say it was $8 billion that was approved, but it's going nowhere. Man. Proposition one, you got Were you going to say something, Dan? Yeah, yeah. No, and I, was, I had the, the thing muted, my bad. Um, I was going to say, because I think even up to, I don't know if it's still illegal or not, but at one point, people couldn't even set up stuff to capture rain if they wanted collect to collect rainwater they yeah. can't no yeah, yeah is so it still could. illegal i think so yeah i don't think that's ever changed yeah okay. you can't set up stands to collect rainwater <laughs> but uh <laughs> but i think uh california like passed the law like or passed a bill in the law last year like pretty much letting like street vendors set up wherever they like like mm -hmm. doesn't really matter where like they can set up on any block or whatever it's like I could, I could be a street vendor. I could just set up all the collecting rain for collecting rainwater and stamp. <laughs> I sell water. water. Yeah, selling water. Oh, well. <laughs> in a look at here. Uh, no, that's <laughs> the thing, dude. It's, it's just, you know, the way they run things here, you know, the like like we were talking about PG&E, the monopoly they have on on uh, electrical, right? And so it's like they they their gas prices, they can raise them through the roof, right? And, raising rates, and you're you know it's it's cold. It's been cold here in California. You know, like out here, and I'm in Fresno County. You go outside, and you know the grounds looking white, the the roofs are all nice and icy, and it's like, you know, it's cold. And but your gas prices are so high that it's like, damn, should I turn on the heater or just throw on some jackets? You know, you start <laughs> to think about it because I can't. You know, no homes, no no newer homes come with chimneys, and even if you had one. It's like, oh, you can't, you can't uh, use it to keep yourself warm. But it's like, you know, so many, so many damn restrictions out here that just make it. It's like they make it impossible for people to live comfortably, in a sense. Yep, exactly. Again, it's another tool of control. You know, we're not going to store the water. You can't store your own water, and mm -hmm. so no one's storing water. Mm -hmm. That's how they want it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's why one of the things that uh, Trump ran um, in 2016 is cutting through the red tape, you know, getting rid of the regulations. Look at the wh where's that uh, President uh, Milley from or 
from Argentina. 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 He didn't we show the list of all the agencies that he got rid of on the first day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, mm-hmm. you're fired. All these different agencies. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know though. Um in California, there's in a there's a there's a committee. I'll I'll show you guys. I have a video of it. There's now a committee on people. Of, there's now an assembly committee on people of color on men of color. Seriously, Ooh, nice. they're just adding layers of bureaucracy to the uh, to, to what we already have. Um, let me see if I can find the video because I'd really love for you guys to see that the there was an actual sign uh, outside of one of the assembly members you know rooms uh, saying that he's the chair of that committee chair of the committee and somebody I, I, paid for that sign that's wasted resources exactly <laughs> like how we were talking about earlier or the last episode an ebony alert an ebony alert and then amber alert isn't good enough anymore for whatever color we are i'm not amber what the hell am i talking about ebony alerts come on guys it's just oh. wait, wasted resources Right. So I got a text on Wednesday, I think it was. Oh, it should be here somewhere. Yeah, here we go. This is the video right here. Um, so this is the sign that I was in front of. That's the sign right there showing that it has the, the, the committee at the bottom. Uh-huh. Like the, the name is, uh, let's see, uh, Select Committee on the Status of Boys and, men's of, and, and, boys and Men of Color. What what is that gonna wow. do for anybody? <laughs> oh, and I God. said, look, I'm technically a boy of color, but I don't. <laughs> I, I said, look, I'm technically a man of color, but I don't really give a crap about any of this stuff. Yeah. So people, so people don't think we're lying. Let's see, <laughs> boys and men of color, boys to men. Uh, Reginald <laughs> Bryan is the chair. Wow. That community yeah, sexist. Why not girls and women too? Oh my gosh! They put Tom like any Republican that's on that committee. I really feel bad for him. Tom Lackey. <laughs> that's been placed. One in guy, committee. damn, he's outnumbered. I know one. Here's another one. Oh, there's one on the too. Honest. Yeah, they're gonna be like, "This is pointless. I'm wasting my time." But what wow. is it? But what is it for? Like, I don't know. It's some woke DEI crap, definitely. <laughs> I don't know. You should if they if they have any um, information on the the. I don't know if they have a biography of what the committee is supposed to do, but that's like the most interesting thing I've ever seen. I've never seen something like that before. That's amazing. But you agree that's just a money grab, right? It's it, oh, our yeah. tax dollars being allocated to people we don't even really know. Who, more of these dumb projects, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. to fill more jobs, to create more positions. And so, so have committee staff, you know, people are doing God knows what. Yeah. So I heard this a, a, a long time ago, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong or on the right path. So let's say that the government um, wants to send a, a specific amount of money to a country. Let's say... Argentina, right? Um, and it's to it's for health, healthcare, right? Mm-hmm. So then the government has to create a committee that they receive the funds, and then the committee is in charge of distributing the funds, or you know, for for healthcare. 
is it is that how it works more or less uh, the com okay so yeah so each committee has its own so you have a health committee obviously and mm -hmm. they'd be more focused on the um they'd be more focused on the health the the bills that are related to health um, I don't, as far as control over funds, I think the majority of that is like the, the Senate budget committee and like the assembly appropriations committee, because they would, they would, they would decide if, uh, so like the, the, the other committees look more like the contents of the bill, whereas like the budget or like the appropriations, I think looks more like the financial impact of the bill. And then they'll do one of two things. They'll like pass the bill, say like, "Hey, we can probably fund this this year." And then if they can, if they need to reconsider it or they don't don't think we can, they put it in like a suspense file. So they 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 have very specific committees that actually sort through that. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know the select committee on the status of boys and men and, and men of color. Uh, excuse me, men of color. They they'd be in charge of like passing bills that have to do with boys and men of color i guess like if they want to make affirmative action law or something i don't know maybe they'd come up with a bill to do that and then um the appropriations would be like is this financially sustainable <laughs> this this committee wouldn't be concerned about that they just be um they just be concerned about pandering to people of color i guess yeah <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying to find like what what's the purpose of it Let's shove through a bill that makes that makes all white people pay pay seventy thousand dollars in reparations to black people every time they come in contact with them. Yeah, they could do something ridiculous like that, and then the appropriation would be like, nah. But then the committee chair could be like, that's what we did, guys. Is when I was in my seat, I made I made sure to at least try to get some reparations going there. I failed eighty times. Noticed, but I did. <laughs> yeah, Amex, but. I've got a question for you. So uh, you being as young as you are going through COVID, going through the politics of today, you were going against the grain with your thoughts and your commentary, aren't you? Really? Like with your peers? Did, um, did you feel that? Or are, are we measuring the temperature wrong of what's going on out there with young people or... I mean, I think the I think the recent data shows that like Gen Z men are coming out more conservative than other generations, which is interesting. Um, as far as my peers go, it's more silent support. But I know that I have backing because there are pretty rational people out there still, you know. Um, however, as far as like polls go, you know, younger voters are leaning more towards Trump. They're leaning more towards conservative views, slightly more, of course, like not it's not like a huge it's not like a large majority of them it's like i would say a slight majority of them and the majority of those people are obviously silent supporters people aren't necessarily willing to speak out but don't necessarily buy the nonsense and then the rest are people who buy the nonsense and then are also possibly passionate about that nonsense so yeah but uh, i'm not you know i i think that there's a shift happening even in the younger generations and i think it's probably a good shift okay as far as so there's people that that talk about that shift because we we notice it too daniel uh has pulled up uh numbers that you know uh young hispanic men are actually leading the way in leaning conservative right so yeah you know there's there's people like uh what's his name andrew tate you know um <laughs> these these guys that 
are fiery, you know, like a male, like a, a male, like uh, what, what were they calling it? Um, uh, toxic toxic masculinity. Uh, masculinity. There you go. Mm -hmm. Is that one of the theories is that, you know, young men are craving um, th that masculinity and, and kind of not falling in line with what, politics and you know tv shows and movies are trying to uh and these artists trying to sway us into being more feminine men or you know um not as dominant i'm trying to i'm trying to choose my words here carefully but um <laughs> do do you feel that that's uh true or or is it something else that's that's attracting them uh, over to the conservative side you know, I think it's a number of things. I think it's the fact that um, re Republicans tend to be more religious. Um, okay. I'm not saying that they are completely religious, because don't get me wrong, you have a lot of people that aren't conservative that are Republicans, definitely. And you have like this divide between uh, evangelical Christians and people who are of no no faith background, you know, no religion, um, likely approve of uh, you know, same-sex marriage, abortions, you know, things that are generally not conservative. And so you have like a divide even within the Republican Party. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, generally, like I said, Republicans are more accepting of religious faith backgrounds. And so that's probably why they're leaning that route. Um, and then they're also leaning that route because um, just the Democrats, a lot of their policies don't make any sense, you know, not not wanting to punish criminals or putting like a gender neutral section in each of each of the stores uh, or mandating that even it's like what mm -hmm. we have way bigger issues to worry about than a than putting a gender neutral section in a target so that um you know non-gender conforming people feel safe you know it should be more about the safety of like the actual people that are in the stores who are witnessing like people looting the stores you know we should be safe mm -hmm. from looters not not because we feel a different way about our gender or our sexuality. And so they've just got their priorities all wrong. And so that's where I think this is pretty much all coming from. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of alluded, you, you're, you're referencing the, the law, right? The one that just passed where the bathroom has to be neutral. Is that, is that what you're referencing? Oh, there's another one. Too, is that, yeah. is that the other one? That's an, that's another one, but yeah, you know, you know, they've got to like schools and like public places would have to have uh, gender neutral bathrooms. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's toy stores, huh? The toy aisle, the toy, the toy aisle has to have oh, its own uh, gender neutral. Oh my aisle. gosh! Yeah, each toy. Yeah, each. Yeah, so they have to if they're gonna have a man's or a boy and a and a girl's toy aisle, they've now been mandated to do the gender. Which is so which is funny because it's just I have no idea what that looks section. like. Yeah, it's just a gray section. Is it gray? The blue, you got a blue yeah. section, a pink section, and a it gray kinda, section. That's it. It kind of right. It kind of reminds me of the <laughs> trolls movie. You've got the blue trolls. You've yeah. got the the pink oh, yeah, trolls, you pink yeah. trolls, and then you've got the gray trolls who are just absolutely dark, demonic, depressed. <laughs> and that that's kind of what the trans community really is: dark, demonic, and depressed. So <laughs> that trolls, yeah. and then the the bright colored trolls. Man, you're gonna get canceled. <laughs> And they're super bright and they're super happy. <laughs> so yeah, that's what people don't want to face the facts, but hey, it's the truth, you know? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you know, they use the phrase, you go woke, you go broke. So <laughs> mm -hmm. um, 
we've seen that happen time and time again. That's why I always say is that, you know, we try to get brainwashed into thinking that we we're the minority. And I keep saying yeah. this is that I don't know if you agree with me, but we're, we're the majority. Now we're not, we might be the majority along with a silent majority, but we mm-hmm. are the majority in my opinion. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, like I said, it is insane to have a gender neutral toy aisle. My opinion, if I were one of these big retailers, I would be like getting ready to sue the state. I'd be like, we're not going to comply. We're going to, we're going to sue you guys, you know, make sure that we don't have to do this. This is, I don't, I don't know how you can tell a private company what they can and can't do in terms of what they need to sell. You know, like, why are you telling us we need to sell that? If we want to sell that, it's up to us. You know what I mean? So I'd be putting my foot down and be like, Fine us all you want. We're not paying. We'll take you to court for that first. Well, you know, what's going to cost more, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, retrofitting all of these stores or just fuck it, you know, just go to court with them. Like you said, you know, class action lawsuits are, you know, the best, you know, for those type <laughs> of things and just fight them. Yeah. At, at what point do we get there? Well, retro retrofitting the stores is going to cost a lot of money. It's going to, I mean, it's going to cost, it's going to cost, it's going to cost millions of dollars. I mean, if you put like all the stores that they have, you know, into perspective, um, but that's, that's exactly why you don't bend the knee because it's, you know, Mm -hmm. it, it, it it will in in long term cost them in the long term cost them more to retrofit these stores every time to get like new gender neutral toys in to, you know, because who knows, the state might even get more stringent with it. Like next year, they might say we want two gender neutral sections, not just one. Well, That's what I was going to say. It's inch by inch. Today, it's this. Tomorrow, it's another inch. Tomorrow, it's another one. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you're just bent over and... (laughs) You know, next, thing, next so. thing you know, it's like if you're like a business with over 500 employees, you've got to have the pronouns. You got to put the pronouns of the person on their name tag, on their job name tag. You know, like if somebody has their name tag as Carly, you know, Carly, whatever last name, um, and then you know, Gavin's like, put the pronouns on there too. Damn it! The <laughs> <laughs> year after, Target's like giving the new name tag to Carly, and it says Carly. The bottom mm-hmm. it says she, her. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and no, it's like, I, damn it, that wasn't even enough. Let's get some more going. Let's get some more crap going on. No, that's that's why, you know, this year we say it's so important, right? Because it's an opportunity to to kind of to the point Danny's making. It's like it's an opportunity to pump the brakes on all that. Mm-hmm. Right. And hopefully, you know, stop it. But that's this is this is one of our, our opportunities to do that, and we got to take advantage of it. Um, exactly. you know, by, by encouraging people to maybe get more information before they go vote, um, you know, sharing as much stuff as we can, like we were saying earlier, I kind of, before you came on, how we kind of started focusing on, on Spanish content. So we've been working with, with Matt Kim on that and it's just to reach more people. Right. And mm-hmm. the more informed they are when it comes time to vote, right. They're hopefully making more informed decisions where where they're not just voting based on those those emotions or you know whatever identity politics yeah or, yeah or just getting in your feelings where they're they're promising you all this and that you know the democrats are going to give me this they're going to do this they're you know what i mean like instead of voting based on empty promises like you're voting on okay like i said before this is what the reality has been 
So they promised this before and it hasn't happened. So in a sense, why do I got to keep voting for you again for the same promise over and over? Like people snap out of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, voting is important because you got to you got to take advantage of it. And you can't in, in our opinion, you can't just not vote. I, I get people get demoralized. But to me, that's that's the wrong move. Right. And it's, and it's, you know, if you don't watch out and you don't know what you're voting for and you don't, you know, you're not aware, the next step is you got uh, a litter box in the bathrooms mandated by the state, right? And if oh there's a gosh. litter box in the bathroom, oh my you're going to use it and pray for the, pray for the target employee that has to, you know, clean the litter, <laughs> the, the adult sized litter box. Right. The, yeah, yeah. Or you're right. If you have the if you have the box yeah. of tampons, I don't identify as a cat, but <laughs> right. it's an amenity. It's there. The boys, the boys will use the well, not just the litter box. <laughs> you've got a box of tampons on the side of the toilet. The boys might yeah. put like a piece of tape up and throw it up on the roof, or like make it stick up on the ceiling. They're gonna do something to get it all to stick on the ceiling. You know, you go to the hood, you got some Jordans hanging on the on the telephone poles. <laughs> you throw the tampons up on the roof. You have them sticking up oh on the roof. God. You know, yeah. so that's what these kids that that's what they're gonna do. Yeah. You know, it's gracious. Uh, it it's crazy because like it's so ridiculous, but it's funny. But it's like you know, what's that saying? It's crazy because it's it's funny because it's true. It's a headline somewhere. It's a headline somewhere out there. Mm-hmm. You know it is. You know there's a kid out there in Beverly Hills mm-hmm. that identifies as a as a lion, and he mails all day. And when it's time to go to the bathroom, he can only use a kid litter or a kid, mm-hmm. yeah, a litter box. You know. No. <laughs> I th- I saw that on Instagram somewhere. Gloria showed me a post where there's a community of people that believe they're cats or identify as cats. You've seen that. Come on now. <laughs> Thank God I'm a dog. That's crazy. Yeah. But um, I wanted to ask you uh, about Vivek. What do you think about uh, Vivek? Um, <laughs> we, we talk about having these political uh, leaders on the Republican side that mm-hmm. are fiery. Um, rather than these, you know, politicians that go up there and they go on debates and, you know, the Democrats are talking all over them and don't even let them get across their point across. And we're starting to see more people. I think they're taking a, Trump's lead, um, you know, in delivering a point, a message, whether it's a debate or uh, a town hall or whatever the case may be. Um what do you feel about that approach? I, I don't know what your style is or what you really like, but what do you feel hall? about that? Um, I think TikTok is better than any town hall. <laughs> you yeah. Do fake, you, did, you do what Vivek did and get on TikTok, you'll connect with a lot more young people. Um, Vivek was very smart. He's the only presidential candidate that's actually on there. I don't see Trump on there. I don't see Biden on there. I don't see... Um, I don't see Nikki Haley on there, although I do know that her daughter's on there. Um, uh, you know, uh, obviously creating thirst traps probably for men. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Nikki Haley's daughter's definitely on there. And she hasn't said anything about that because, you know, uh, she's probably like, go get your go get your sweetie, honey. Don't I don't care about the CCP at this point. If uh, mm-hmm. Xi Jinping can help you find your mate, then go for it. <laughs> but uh, but uh, as far as that goes, Vivek, very smart guy, very bright guy, articulate, 
a lot of the time knows what he's talking about, you know, and um, his background, you know, he's an entrepreneur, you know, he has all these things going for him. Of course, some people have said, and, and even I've thought it was very, you know, it was somewhat questionable, you know, the background, but as far as just like, you know, really doing well and killing it on the political scene um, and having an understanding of national politics, it's all there for him. And he has a lot going for him. Yeah. Is, is Vivek Hindu? Yeah, he's Hindu. I don't think he's Christian. I think he's I think he's Hindu. Yeah, I mean he so does. Let's talk about defending Judeo-Christian values, but that does not mean that he's a Christian. I think he's actually Hindu. Right. Oh, what were you asking? I'm sorry. No, so is America ready for an Hindu a Hindu president? Because that's a that's a that's a I think even a bigger leap than being the first black president. I'd is imagine. America ready for Hindu? Yeah, I mean I I you know I think I think you know. Why not? If people want it, go for it. You know what I mean? Um, I, you know, obviously first, I mean, Hinduism is like a religion, you know, so he, you know, he's Indian. That's his background, at least, you know, uh, like his nationality uh, in terms of his nationality, American born, obviously, but has Indian, you know, Indian ancestry. Um, But as far as the Hinduism goes, I don't know that that's a big deal for a lot of people. Um, especially because he said, you know, he's willing to defend Judeo-Christian values, and he's, um, and he's talked about that a lot on some shows. In fact, I watched him live, one, you know, at Amfest, you know, on a podcast. You know, it was like right, I was like right in front of him as he was giving an interview. Um, so just that, yep, exactly, that intellect and that capability count more than the ethnicity, definitely, and that definitely does merit um, making waves on television and all that stuff. So yeah. But that's the thing, too, that's like I have seen before that, you know, certain group of Christians won't vote for someone that isn't Christian. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not that it's right. I think it's kind of dumb to throw it all away. But, you know, we said before, you got to you got to make the best choice possible. Right. So if there's someone that's going to fight, let's say you only got two options. One of them is going to fight for your right to remain a Christian and the other one isn't. You know, even though this guy's not a Christian, at least he's going to fight for your right for you to stay that way. Like, right. okay, I'm going to vote for this guy then because he's going to ensure that they don't mess with my religious freedom versus if I go to this guy, this guy doesn't really care. And, you know, he's probably talking like he doesn't care for Christianity at all. So, you know what I mean? Like, but that's that's a problem that I see that I have seen Christians that have gone far enough to be like, all right, well, I'm not going to pray for this guy if he's not like 100 percent Christian. I don't know if you've seen that, but I know I have. Yeah, well, it's like you said, if someone's willing to defend religious freedoms and another person isn't willing to defend religious freedoms at that point, it's like a no brainer of who I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the person that wants to defend religious freedom for sure. Well, the way that my mind works is the root cause, right? So what we're talking about is upholding the constitution because the constitution Mm -hmm. is what defends our rights. Right. Mm -hmm. So religious freedom and whatnot. So as long as he is, as long as he, when he's in, if he's in office, defends the constitution, upholds the constitution, then in theory, everybody's going to have their rights. Right. So, You know, yep. I think, and we can eliminate the whole ethnicity, uh, religious aspect of it. You know what I mean? So, yep. you know, uh, just 
different direction, different thought. The separation of powers. <laughs> yeah, identity matters the least, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but no, I, I think, I think your assessment of Vivek is right. Uh, he, uh, it's like he's doing the right things, so to speak, right to to capture that that young audience. Loved so, his Rubik's cube. Yep, that was good yeah, too. The, the Rubik's cube video he put today. So, like, I get what he's doing. He, he's trying to captivate them. He's saying all the right things. When you know, when you if you would just listen to the audio, not see the person or like that, you'd be like, oh, okay, I agree with this guy with a lot of the stuff he says, you know. But there is that, like, you know, there's a lot of people concerned. It's like, well, he's it's saying weird, a lot of the right the things too many times. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, people get people get a little, uh, you know, hesitant, so to speak. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, the thing that worries me is that he came out of nowhere. But I mean, yeah, that's kind of the people say, yeah. You know, I mean, the powers to be, um, did they allow him to just come up? Did they support him? You know, how did how did he get to that status where he's in front of all our faces right now, our eyes, he's captivating everything, so. Mm-hmm. That's a good now, point. That's a good well, question. you know, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but uh, just kind of b- before we, we finish with, with uh, Max here, what – to you, what is the 2024? What do you say is like the priority for, for this country, for whoever is running, whether it's Trump, Vivek, say presidential, you know, what's what should be the priority w- with the message? Yeah, so the priority with the message should it should all be again directed at uh the younger, the younger crowd because Gen Z millennials are gonna make up like over half of the electorate in the next election. So Again, the younger people really matter as much as you want to discount uh, their vote. And, you know, boomers aren't going to be around forever. So stop just campaigning to boomers. Um, That's one thing. Um, And then probably target your message to be, you know, uh, more towards economics. I like that issue, you know, um, in lowering taxes, you know, being more family structured, perhaps providing tax credits for people that want to have children, you know. Um, uh, I mean, even this is an idea is like, you know, why, why not propose having people stop paying property tax once their, once their uh, houses are already paid in full, you know? So trying to lower the amount of tax we pay as much yep. as possible, trying to get rid of all these government positions. And then even this committee that we just saw, there are a lot of those on the federal level, no doubt, that are unnecessary, um, trying to save as much money as possible, real fiscal responsibility, same day voting elections, no ballot boxes, um, no ballot harvesting, no bull crap. So no mail out ballots, you know, no mail in ballots, you know, so just pretty simple stuff to get our country back to, you know, where it was to prominence and to prosperity and to get people to motivated and inspired to start building families and households again, because right now people are not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great Great points. All Good. right, Max. Well, I know you're kind of running short on time, but you know, Hey, we thank you for, for coming on, uh, you know, spending time with us, having this conversation. Uh, you know, I, I feel like you got a bright future ahead of you. Uh, I kind of in my mind is like there's no doubt that he's in a he's in a run for something in the future. So <laughs> <laughs> you know we'll we'll keep a close eye on you and uh, you know g- good luck at, with everything you do and and you know you're a, you're a young man and, and you're doing great things. I appreciate that. Yeah, and thank you very much. Take care. All right, Max. Thanks for coming on.
Yeah, thank you guys. Cool, cool. That was pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, no, Vivek, dude, it's it's a little, you know, it's questionable. Yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously a lot of questions and stuff like that, but if we want to eliminate all the BS, you know, we could like, you know, the point that I was trying to make is you just go straight to you're going to uphold this uh, constitution. That's mm -hmm. all that really matters is long because, you know, we keep saying it on on the show all the time. What's their mm -hmm. end game? And I think that their end game is to get rid of the pesky constitution. Once they mm -hmm. get that, you, we become like every other country in this planet. That's why the United States is unique. Founding fathers knew what they're doing with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure, man. For sure. And, you know, well, well, that's, that's like the, where when I see Vivek, it's like, ah, like he sounds good. You know, mm -hmm. overall what he says, like I said, he, he sounds good, but he did come out of nowhere. He's, I don't know. It seemed like he had a lot of support. It's kind of, it's kind of. I don't know where. Yeah, I don't know where. So it's kind of, it's kind of weird. Makes you kind of stop it, and think about it a little. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know, because me personally. Well, there, wasn't see... he? Didn't he work for Soros first? No, I think I mean, it was, was. I mean, he well, was open about that. The I heard him on another podcast, and the way he explained it was. His Soros brother was doing a, it was like a, what was it? Kind of like a contest or something for like financial aid. So he wrote a, basically wrote a paper and it was like a competition that Soros' brother was holding. He sent that paper. He won that competition. So that's how his name gets linked to Soros. It was, well, at least that's how he explained it. It was Soros' brother. But isn't that a good recruiting uh, platform? I, I mean, doesn't, doesn't the CIA and FBI doesn't the CIA FBI go to colleges for you know these bright people these you know and and recruit them? I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, you know no, that's, that's about. And this is just devil's advocate type of stuff. Obviously, we don't think that. I mean, we don't know shit about shit when it I comes do. to that. I don't know you, Vivek. I don't know you. I don't trust you. I... He, he, he hasn't accepted the invite to come on, so, you know, questionable. <laughs> and, but it's good. You know, what he said is promising. Um, I keep going back to the validation thing. And we can't believe everything that they tell us is that we have to realize what they're doing. They're paying celebrities, they're paying artists, they're paying uh, athletes um, to try to convince us that we're, you know, we're losing. They they try to they, they were telling us in 2016, man, mm -hmm. and and that's with cheating on top of it. So yeah. you know, speaking to Max, articulating everything that he said, what he sees, you know, that question about his peers and whatnot you know, validation that mm -hmm. we, we aren't the minority. Oh, what no. do you guys think about that? No, I, I, like I was saying earlier, with all this uh, Spanish content we're putting up and the response that 
has been coming back with that. It's like it it kind of shows in a sense, right? What the people have been wanting. And it wasn't there. So now they got it and it's like, oh, this is a lot of people. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people mm-hmm. watching this. There's a lot of people, you know, responding to it. And it, it is a, a like a validation, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's it's uh no. what's up, man? <laughs> up, gentlemen. I don't know if this is working or not. Sorry. I'm like first time trying to do this uh the stream yard thing from home. I don't know if I'm like echoing. How are you guys how are you guys doing? You're good, man. You're good. You're good. You're good. good. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was fun. I enjoyed you guys show a lot. You know, you guys crushed it. That was cool. Smart. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> but now yeah. we're smart. We're talking about the the Spanish stuff, right? And the response. Um kind of you know what's your from your point of view like how, how did you take all that with the with the spanish content the response has been fantastic i i can't believe so many people are like the biggest thing is the amount of people that are sharing it so i've gotten so many messages in the last i don't know 48 hours thank you so much because now i can share it with my parents thank you so much because i can share it with my family because there's a lot of people that want to kind of help educate or get the message out there. But as you guys know, there's not a lot of Spanish language, like red pill content. It just doesn't exist. So mm-hmm. I'm sure there is if you dig around, but it's not easy to find. Sounds so, like a bunch of in the closet Democrats <laughs> coming out. <laughs> Thank you. But sometimes that's what it is. You know, I, I think if people see that, uh, you know, like there's this random Asian guy from the internet using AI and dubbing it. And if there's success there, there's going to be people like, dude, like I speak Spanish. Why can't I have success? And hopefully mm-hmm. that will encourage other people to kind of step out and maybe take over and be the lead in what you guys are doing, because mm-hmm. th- there's no reason why other people can't do it. You know, it's just, they haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. You're good. You're good. <laughs> I was going to say, and it's interesting too, all the people that want to know, it's like, dude, what are you using to do this? So it's kind of <laughs> interesting to be like, all right, what are you going to like, you know, probably going to look it up. What are you trying to, uh, you know, what are you going to do with it? Are we, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just, that's I mean, interesting what will come with that. I, I've been looking at that software for a little bit and it's crazy because you can create an avatar that looks like you and then you can take that avatar and then you can upload a different voice to it, or you can create whoever you want. And then you can just give it text and then it'll read it and it'll look like you. And I, it's come so far. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like, well, Matt, the first time I saw it, I was like, how the hell does he speak better Spanish than I do? <laughs> I was like, it fooled me for a second, man, or more than a second. I was like, oh my gosh. The, the, the crazy part though is like, how it makes the lips move. Yeah. Like you're talking it. That's what that's what fucking makes it go, what the hell is going on here? I, I like keep on watching, like, dude, I I feel like I speak Spanish. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I said it before, like, I feel like Neo, you know, like I know Kung Fu. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how I feel. Because I keep on looking at, I'm like, dude, that looks like me. That sounds like me. It looks like I'm saying it. And then I'll I'll be laying in bed. And I'm thinking like, am I 
thinking in Spanish right now? Like, do I? Speak? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it really messes me up. <laughs> You're gonna have a full dream one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's really? wild. I mean, what? But like, I'll tell everybody, you know, there's you send me a lot of them, so there's a lot still coming out. Um, whenever you drop the one with uh, with uh, with Biden, mm. dude, that one when I saw that one, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Biden talking in Spanish. Oh man, you you know you guys need to check that one out, but. It's crazy what what the technology can do, right? And you and, guys should try different languages. What about like uh, <laughs> Indian? You know those those countries. Shoot, reach, reach get your, get these videos out to Iran, North Korea. <laughs> yeah, I know? think there are. I forget what language. Hold on, let me look. Yeah, the language good. options are That's English, Arab, Arabic, Bulgarian, Croatian, Czech, Danish, Dutch, Filipino, Finnish, French, German, Greek. Hindi, Indonesian, Italian, Japanese, Korean, Malay, Mandarin, Polish, Portuguese, Romanian, Slavic, Spanish, Swedish, Tamil, Turkish, and Ukrainian. And do you know what I got a lot of requests for? Can you make it in Vietnamese? Like, bro, that's not on the list. Oh, well, that's, well, that's San Jose, dude. <laughs> yeah. Bay Area. Bay Area. Yeah, they're, um, the only problem is that I don't understand... Like, how do I know if it's like even close or remotely close, right, you know? Right, right. So for each language that I do, I got to find like one or two or three people that speak the language that's willing to at least listen to it one time. Because mm -hmm. if it's if it's close, then I think people understand. Yeah. If it just goes completely off. That's it. It's more than close. <laughs> it's it's more than close. So with Spanish, what you might not know, it depends what, you know, parts of Mexico, Mexico mm. that you come from. And a lot of places aren't really well educated, so you got you kind of get like a, a slang type of Spanish. The Spanish that that AI produces is like educated Spanish. <laughs> it's really articulate. It's it's spot on. It's spot Dude, on. It, it's like uh, you know, when you're talking in English, right? You say trillions, yeah, millions, billions, right? In Spanish, that. <laughs> it ain't like that. <laughs> and then. I when I did the the song Vamos, I I did a line where I wanted to say billions, uh, mm. something about Ukraine and and giving them billions. So I I was like, billones, like it didn't sound right. Like that's how I would say it, but like it, it didn't sound right, right? So I I looked it up and it's like yeah, it's mil millones. Mm. So one one billion is a thousand million. Makes sense. So like, oh okay, and then so you know. Millones and then uh mil millones. Mil millones. And it's like, okay, well, that's the like Danny was saying, that's the proper way of saying it. Other people, you know, the way we talk, we'd probably say it a whole nother way. It's like when it's we say true. it's like when we say la que a la puerta, which is lock the mm -hmm. door, but la que is not a word. Mm. <laughs> so but you know, it, it's it's the Spanish that it gives, you know, that it does on those videos. Yeah, it's like it's like a real proper Spanish. So yeah, you know, it's on point. It's on point. Yeah. That there's there's no issue with that. Like you said though, it's like you gotta listen to it though, make sure it, it does, you know. Yeah, and what if the the language model is more fluent in Spanish than it is other languages? You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't just assume that the AI is, you know, 
just as good in Spanish as they are in every other language. I don't know. And how mm -hmm. do I ever know? Maybe it, there's so many idiosyncrasies in language. So that's mm -hmm. the hardest part of it, you know, like you just don't know. So, but I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to see if I can uh, translate, you know, it's like two bucks a minute, right? And mm -hmm. you buy a plan and you get so many minutes and so many credits when you buy the plan. And it's supposed to last you a year. At this rate, I'm going to go through like all the credits in like a month. <laughs> I'm going to be like, excuse me, guys, I need that enterprise program. Like, what are you guys doing? I'm trying to translate my stuff in 15 languages. <laughs> but That's dude, crazy. like, it's, it's crazy because it's, it's uh, you know, it's a tool that's out there. And, you know, whoever put this tool out, maybe they thought of this or maybe they didn't think of this. But, like, yo, there's going to be a group of guys that are going to use this to fucking fuck up the narrative. <laughs> and it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think it's I think it's really cool. I mean, I, I, find I think it really it's just something that's created for business. And you know how it is. We were talking about, you know, competition. It's like we're gonna find a freaking use for it, you know. We're gonna make it useful for ourselves, type of thing. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, but but that's like you said, right? The 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 responses to it have been pretty pretty dope. Um, you know, I've never, you know, our, our account is smaller on on Instagram, so it's like I can only imagine like when you post your other stuff, like the amount of notifications you're getting all day. Um, so that's kind of like, whoa, you know, that's a shock too. <laughs> it, it gets fun. It gets it's fun. Interesting. You know, I remember the first time I had like a clip just go wild and I was like, what the hell is going on? Cause my phone's just like going off and crazy. And I was like, I, I don't understand what's going on. All mm -hmm. I know is I'm just getting messages like every three seconds. And then yeah. after a while, like, unfortunately you can just kind of get used to it. And then I remember the first weekend, like I had this, the, I had the video, and I had like I don't know three thousand DMs that weekend, and I sat there and I start. I was like, I want to sit here and I'm gonna respond to everybody because I feel like it's the right thing to do. People went out of their way to like send me a message. I've never been flooded with that many DMs before, so I did something like four or five hours on Saturday night. And then I did like another four or five hours on Sunday night and I got to like 20%. I was like, all right, this is like not possible. Cause then people start responding back and then I'm like, damn, do I have to like respond back again? Like when, when does this conversation start? I can't have a thousand conversations. When does it stop? So it, it gets weird, but I try to at least respond. And it's my biggest thing is if someone leaves me like a thoughtful message, then I always try to at least give a thoughtful message back. Because if it's like, hey, or like, whatever, if it's like really short, then uh, I don't think people really expect it. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, I'll message someone. And it, it almost looks like this guy or whoever it is, maybe like message like people constantly, like always messaging people. And I will message him back. And I'll try to give a thoughtful message back, just random person. And every once in a while, that person like, dude, you're the only person that's ever messaged me back. Oh, wow. And I'm like, dude, that's like, number one, that's kind of sad that <laughs> probably messages everyone. No one gets back to him. But at the same time, like this guy is like a fan for life. This guy's like down now. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You just, you just made your reach 
like exponentially bigger because you got someone out there that's willing to go out and message everybody. So if anything, he's diligent mm -hmm. and perseverant, right? Yeah. You got a guy that's willing to fight for you. So I think it's important to like engage. And that's why I remember when we put the post up, I, I told you guys like, dude, go and respond to everything. Hit every <laughs> Right? Dude. You never know where it comes from. No, it's it's so much that that uh I gave Geo access to the shout out Geo helping with the Latino Free Minds Instagram because dude, every time I opened it, it's like 40 comments. I'm like shit, I gotta try to respond to all of these. So it's like, you know, the longer I left Instagram closed, like the more it added up. So I was like, nah, I think I need I need someone else to help me with this. So, you know, I know Geo for, for a while and I was like, <laughs> you know, he's in the Discord. So I was like, dude. You want to help me out with this? And he was like, yeah. So, you know, he's been helping out with the uh, with uh, Instagram. So, shout out to you. Awesome. Shout out to awesome. You. you know, like you guys are doing your thing. You guys are crushing it. I love what you guys are doing. So, you know, you know, guys, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Likewise. Likewise, man. <laughs> so, damn. So you got, you're doing a stream tomorrow, right? I believe. I'm trying. I'm trying to stream tomorrow. I want to stream the, the Trump Iowa town hall. And it's on Fox News. And the problem is, is that Fox News has the um, what the NDA blocker or whatever they, they're called, where it's they build it into the video so that you can't stream and capture the content. Mm -hmm. And they like Fox and all the TV apparently has it. Netflix. Yeah, Netflix does it too. You can't even like screen grab. You can't even take a screenshot from a projector. You can't use a projector for Netflix. It's crazy. So... Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. Like we got guys in the discord trying to figure out workarounds. Um, but the problem is, is that you know, once you run it through like one software and you capture it somewhere and you capture it somewhere, the problem is that video and sound don't travel at the same speed. Mm. So now we're going to have this stream with like all this lag because the sound will get there way before the video does you know, going through different processors. So you have to build in audio delays into every single thing. It could be a mess. So hopefully somebody else will be streaming on YouTube and we'll just rip them. <laughs> so that's kind of the only hope at this point. Well, that's, that's what, uh, who, who always does them? Like Crowder. Crowder always has like a stream, you know, with a, a debate or a town hall or whatnot. I wonder how he does it. Cause it's you know it'll be on Fox or whatever unless yeah. you got some kind of deal or something with them or permission. I yeah, I don't know. I I've done it from I've done it from other streams before, but I've never done it from TV before. So this is the first time trying with TV, and uh, I don't know. Uh, they're trying to figure it out for sure. And said you just can't film yourself watching it on your equipment. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> That's what I said. Like, like I the guys used to do. Uh, all the Chinese guys used to do at the movie theater and then spread them, right? So you got the, <laughs> guy, the guy, you know, like hiding hiding the camera under his shirt and like awesome. recording the movie so that you can like put it on DVD and then you get the pirated version for three dollars. Um, I don't know if I could do that. But, hey, no, I, I think. Uh, it, hmm. Yeah, there's a way. They, they could probably figure it out. Somebody, somebody in the oh, Discord. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of talented people in the Discord. Different talents and stuff. So it's it's pretty cool, you know, how you, how you can use that to link up with different people and 
you know, for example, Jeff, he did all the the yeah. the LFM logos for Rumble and then that that banner on the background, which is pretty dope. Um, so it, it's you know, you can you can uh collab with a lot of amazing people through that. So that's that's pretty but now nah, man, I mean uh, the the Spanish content, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, we'll see. Maybe maybe we have uh, an all Spanish episode of this one day, pretty soon. Uh, you know, it'll kind of suck for <laughs> for the people watching because they might not understand everything. But you know what I mean. At least uh, we'll get out there. I think I think if we did an episode kind of like our first one, where where uh, that one we called "Who and Why." So it's like who we are and why why are we doing what we're doing? Um, yeah. I think that would it would uh, go well. I don't know, man. That, that software is going to put me to shame with my Spanish. I'm going to be embarrassed. <laughs> my Spanish is better now, officially. It's just so you guys know. Uh, but we're gonna we're just gonna do it in English and run it through there, and then that way, you know, we have perfect Spanish. No, I think I think Matt's the only one allowed to use the software. I think you guys suck it up Dude, do you know how crazy it is? I my voice too. I, I don't like my voice. I want to change my voice too. Yeah, it's a matter maybe of time. Six feet, maybe that... black. I want to freak people out. It's just a matter of time that when you Facetime with people, you're gonna be able to like Facetime with people, but you're gonna be able to change your language. Oh, and yeah. well, that, that means you can stream in another language yeah. too. It's just a matter of time, you know. Yeah, it's about yeah. bandwidth at this point because they have the technology. Obviously, they just mm -hmm. need more computing power yeah. to do it quicker. So it's going to happen in our lifetime where we're going to be able to have a conversation, and I'm going to speak whatever language I want, and you're going to speak whatever language you want, and we're going to understand each other. And that's that's pretty wild if you think about it. That is, yeah, that's amazing. They just they just have to figure out how to use it in the military, and then we'll get it. <laughs> I'm sure they're already using it in the military. <laughs> they're they're watching Matt right now. Like, we let this shit out. <laughs> hey, wasn't the internet supposedly uh, military? The military came up with the internet. Hmm. I, I think that's have you, have you guys heard that theory? No. No. Yeah, that it's supposedly military. Um, and I was actually gonna bring that up with Max. Is that? Um, today's technology, um, social media, and everything is kind of working against the political system right now, or the people, you know, the people pulling the strings behind the curtains and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool seeing um, us using it against them. So mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's. I think that's why I like it more because it's like I'm sure they didn't expect anybody to use the this tool in this manner. And mm -hmm. it's like that's why I think it's so so dope that that's what's going on and that's what we're doing. I think the um, logical next step is to like Mr. Beast. I've heard he does this, and I've seen yeah. it before. But he hires voice actors. Yeah, he really has the the people that do the anime voices, like for Naruto, he'll do his voices, so that way. The people in like that country, are like, oh, that's that guy from like the actual Japanese yeah. guy, or the you know, for whatever, you know, that, mm. that's pretty cool. That's really smart. That's like another step further. You know what I mean? Having so, the rock do my voice. Next, <laughs> next level. 
Let me look this up. You know what I saw, like, I want to say like a month ago, that Spotify was going to have some sort of AI to switch your, so if you upload your podcast, it'll be able, people can select the language they want to hear it in. Hmm. I saw it like a month ago and I didn't really look into it. And then right now that we're talking, I remembered. Um, but I mean, that's coming soon because I already, I already saw something about that. So imagine that. Imagine just, you know, you record your podcast as you normally do. You upload it and then people decide, okay, I want to hear Matt in Spanish or I'm not sure what or options are going to have. I, I want to hear my own podcast in Arabic. I think that's what I'm going to do next. I think I'm going to take a video and just translate to Arabic just so that I know what it looks like. I'm curious. What it sounds like. Trip. <laughs> How crazy would that? That's going to just, that's going to floor me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that there's a, I think they, here, I'll do this real quick. So these are the ones that they're doing with it now. Lex Friedman. And I don't know who this guy is, but I think this one's, these are Spanish. It says translated with AI in Spanish. Really? Yeah. And supposedly it sounds like them. Log in right now. But eight uh Spotify is gonna do this so you know even even better for us hmm. so I just don't know when they're gonna roll it out to everybody yeah that'd be crazy hey speaking of the Arabic uh language and being able to put out a video like that wouldn't that be a trip like you know, you always have these language barriers and you, different beliefs and stuff like that, and you're able to communicate with them. And wouldn't that be mind-blowing that if you can actually speak their language and you're able to come to agreements and understand each other's point of views and make it work out, and they've been bullshitting us? Well, I, they've been bullshitting us the entire time anyways, but wouldn't that be crazy? And, nope. and that thing ends nope. up being... I'm with Nikki Haley. Well, we got to burn it all down. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Haley. <laughs> and that and that 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 software is what would bring a world peace. Would that be a good thing? World peace? No, to like have or, everyone speak the same language. Oh, I don't think so. Because I mean, I get I get I get what you're saying. I'm just thinking. But if people what divides different countries and what divides different groups of people is essentially language. Mm -hmm. So if you remove the language barrier between everybody, then we're really just a, a huge step closer to world government and one, one, one person rule it all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Symbiosis. So that would kind of be my hesitation and fear there is that although it would help people communicate, which is amazing, right? Because there's so much that gets lost in translation, so much miscommunication and I probably the overall benefit would be good for society as a whole. However, we're literally going one step closer to just one person ruling the world. Well, Matt, you're talking about the Tower <laughs> of Babel. Like, damn it. Hey, but, 
you know what the the trip about that is is that we would still have our own language and identity and you know background but i'm i'm talking specifically just the software would eliminate mm. that language barrier but to your point it would still bring that one world order type of scenario or a capability if you will yeah mm. Mm. Okay. That's interesting to think about. <laughs> it, that's the okay. So here's here's the thing, though, is that every everyone has to have their own identity, and when they strip our own identity, then they tell us what to believe, what to think, and control us. Right? Mm -hmm. I think that's the the biggest fear. So there's somehow somehow some way we have to maintain that, or else we're doomed. I just I, when when I was when I was flying back from Korea, I watched this movie called um, "On the Plane." I watched the new Mission Impossible movie. Have you guys seen that by any chance? Yeah. So in the movie, there is a virus or a AI that basically takes over all all tech computer systems. It is sentient, and uh, it's able to manipulate what's going on in the world by changing by changing conversations between people. That's essentially what it does, mm -hmm. right? So I get an email from one of the Daniels and it says, you know, go here. And then it actually didn't come from you, but someone sent me an email. I thought it was from someone I knew. So I went, it can manipulate you in the most simple and basic way. Mm -hmm. So if we have a technology that we're relying on another technology to communicate, couldn't someone manipulate that technology to make us say things that we don't actually mean to one another? Yeah, I actually yeah. heard about a story. So check this out. It's crazy that you're saying that because earlier today, I heard that in England, they're talking about using AI to have uh, rulings for judges. Hmm. AI. Hmm. So it's essentially kind of what you're talking about is manipulating. Now we're depending on AI to make rulings, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the, the thing that we have to remember about technology is what you said is that even though it's artificial intelligence, whoever the programmers are program it to get, to have a certain outcome at the end of it. Mm -hmm. Well, well I think it's like Brazil, GPT, they right? Law. Hmm? I think I in like Brazil, they passed a law mm. using AI and nobody knew that it was AI that came up with the law. Mm. So oh. That's that's, that's that's fucking nuts. But like to your, to your point, <laughs> chat chat GPT, right? Wasn't it like there's certain things it doesn't answer because and then you would be like, all right, well, a lib a liberal obviously programmed this because <laughs> the answers it was coming back with was like it had that bias. So mm -hmm. I think to your point, it's like, yeah, whoever programs that is gonna add their their bias to it, right? Like who gets it's like when we talk about like having a hate speech law. It's like, well, who gets to decide what hate speech is? Who who defines mm -hmm. it? And it's like, well, the people in charge. It's kind of it's kind of similar. Yeah, technology is freaking crazy. Hey, but didn't Elon Musk say that the most thing, dangerous thing in the world is AI? Yeah. Oh, Sam Altman. They had, they had, a, they had to hire him back, you know. Mm. And the whole reason why he got fired is still a mystery. You know, they're saying that AI took 
leaps and you know and he didn't come come forward about that so yeah we'll see what leaps means you know <laughs> artificial general intelligence scary thought yeah. you know because the new arms race of the world is to see who can develop and control artificial general intelligence um yeah that that's the arms race right whoever can make it think on its own that is what everyone's going for it's the new ad- atom bomb that's what everyone's trying to figure out so if you yeah. put regulation on it because it's potentially dangerous you're going to lose you're going to mm-hmm. lose to another country that is not putting regulation on it the united states became the number one country in the world because because we got the atom bomb first that's the only reason it happened right U.S. got the atom bomb first, and everyone's like, oh, shit, they're in charge now. They got the biggest mm-hmm. weapon. Mm-hmm. Whoever gets whoever gets AI down first will be the new superpower of the world. Yeah. So it's a race. Every country is trying to do it, meaning no one is thinking about the repercussions of their actions because you can't stop and pause. If you stop and pause, you will lose. Mm. So I, I don't know what's worse. Is it worse to lose and let another country, maybe China or Russia, develop it first? Because fuck. I'm sorry. All good. Or, you know, do you try to do it the right... Or do you go as fast as humanly possible, but then create all kinds of chaos along the way, but you win? I, I, I don't know the answer to that. I think that's the hard one. What do you guys think? Is it better well, to be first and win, but crush a lot of people and regulations and hurt a lot of people along the way or is it better to try to do it the right way but your enemy actually wins and takes over it's like the party. it's already been done it's already mm-hmm. been that that's the rule uh, of survival so it, it what, what you're referring to the atom bomb it just goes back to technology that was the technology the highest technology uh, at that time as a weapon now we've got this technology. So in order to harness it and not let it get out of control, you have to be number one. If your intentions are good, mm. because you have to be able to control it. But now who's to say, you know, that those people that are in charge are in their intentions are good. You know, we hear all kinds of conspiracy theories or actually they're not even really conspiracy theories anymore. It's like harp, you know, they were using weather manipulation and in the 70s and you know countries came to an agreement that they were gonna use it against each other you know a lot of people don't know about you know those hearings that they had in the government talking about that but it actually did happen but that's that's technology Mm -hmm. so you got to be number one in order to be able to control it so let's say for example the united states is number one they master it now they have the knowledge to um prevent another country from using it or or even having it right but you got to be number one in order to do that mm-hmm. is well, that problem though is that if they're number one and they have the technology they always use the technology mm-hmm. on us <laughs> exactly See, it's not like, that's hey, the thing they said not to use it on other countries but they were using it on their countries to to christians point. Does it. everyone does it once well, you have a technology, you have to test it. You don't buy something new and shiny and not take it for a spin. 
Mm-hmm. Well, well, like you said, man, mm-hmm. I think it is. It's if you're last or you're second to this type of technology, you, you you don't make it. You have to be all gas, no brakes. You know, before the atom bomb, it was the printing press. And that's why the Ottoman Empire isn't around anymore. That's why I'm hearing they said no to the printing press. Where where are they now? You know, what, what, what do we have to remember them by? what's documented what's you know that that kind of stuff you know and it, for 200 years they said no or something like that so you can imagine being second to this type of stuff and that's that's what what i've heard you know the you know uh, i think it's the saudis have their own version of their ai and you know and they they that's that's their main goal right they see what happened to the ottoman empire and they say never again not us we won't get um you know left behind and i heard a lot of their stuff a lot of the issue with AI is what's open source, who can copy, you know, what, what can we copy? Because AI is all the information, right? It's, it might not even be the, the, the developer. It's what, what information are they using? Are they using liberal information? Are they using biased information? Are they using, uh, you know, that information that caters to them? You know, again, we have, we have to be first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check this out. This thought just came to me right now data mining, Bitcoin, right? It's like everybody was wondering what brings value to those coins. And it was data mining. And there's stories that in casinos, they're actually making money with those supercomputers just because they're constantly data mining, data mining, data mining. And right now that we're talking about AI, data mining for what? Artificial intelligence, the more, the more data, the more information that they have, the stronger, the bigger the AI is. They, to to the point that we were making right now, is that this is probably has been going on for many, many, many years already with the data mining, just building it up. Yeah, and the and the other scary thought too is, you know, when we talk about AI and how will they use it, or you know, it's like who who's going to be in power at the time. Right. And it's like a majority of the time. And we've we've said this a lot before, too, is the people that rise to power the fastest normally have no morals. So to me, it's like, yeah, that's a scary thought, too, because it's like, you know. To get to get to first place, someone like that is going to do whatever it takes and sacrifice whoever. You know, so it's it's. Yeah, it's a little scary, like when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, th- there's just no right answer. There yeah. really isn't, yeah. because it's going to cause damage trying to get there, and it's going to create just as much damage if someone else does it. And you can't stop it because it's an arms race; everyone's going for it already. So it's just kind of an asked-out situation where you don't, you can't win either way. Yeah. Um, As in the the words of the great Ricky Bobby, if "You're not first, you last. <laughs> you ain't first, you last." Yeah. Well, hey, but hey, you got to remember they're already laying the the groundwork of saying that um, we're not going to need elections anymore. You know, it's going to be artificial intelligence that's going to decide who's in power. So Zordon everything that we're looked talk- like he had it, he had it figured out. <laughs> so- <laughs> if you guys remember Zordon, <laughs> the Power Rangers. Yeah. Nah, man. That was, that was uh, way uh, after me right there. 
<laughs> you want to talk about Thundercats? I can talk about Thundercats, but not Power Rangers. <laughs> Uh, dude, but you know, there, and that's the thing that's like, all right, you can, I, I, I there is no right answer, right? Because you can use it for good, right? I feel like the way we're using AI is for good, right? We have, we have a good, uh, what do you call it? Message, message, or a good purpose, right? We, we're not, we're not trying to damage people we're not trying to deceive people it's like look we're just giving you our thoughts the way we see it you can listen to us hear it if you agree cool if you don't agree cool still whatever right we we don't have any ill will towards anybody it's just like look we we gotta we got something we want people to hear and that's it and then people can decide on their own um so there is good use right there there it can be a positive thing but Again, it's like, yeah, that the other side of that coin is also, you know, the concerning part. But well, I'll hit you with Mr. Miyagi is you learn karate not to fight, right? So you got to be able to know how to fight, defend yourself so Didn't that you Mr. don't have Miyagi to fight. die. Did he? The real one? I, yeah. The real I one? I think he did. Jack Chance in the show too or in the movie. Dang combat. Maybe second show or third show. <laughs> Dang combat. Like Mr. Yeah, Miyagi died in, in the in the movie somewhere. Yeah, I think he did. I think um part three. Part three, is that when he died? Yeah, that's he wasn't on that one anymore. So yeah. That's when that's when uh what was his name? His name was Danny too, right? The the karate kid. Who Danielson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Daniel. That's when he went dark for a little bit. Almost, you know, joined oh, and all that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I really didn't pay attention to the other ones. Uh, the first one was the the best one ever. Yeah, the first one was was the shit. But you know, we'll we'll see we'll see how all this plays out. But again, like I said, right now it's a tool. It's available. It makes sense to use it and. You know, for like I said, it's for a positive, you know, good purpose. So we'll just see. But we, you know, definitely, it's good to know it. Good to know about it. Good to know to, in a sense, use it. Get familiar with it because there is going to be a lot of misleading things, right? By AI, created with AI. Um, you know what I mean? It's like these past two days with, uh, you know. With Trump, for example, I think yesterday there was headlines about, oh, there's tapes of Trump, you know, sex tapes of Trump at the island. And, you know, that ended up not being true. And then today was like, oh, Trump, something with uh, SEAL, SEAL Team 6, uh, him asking him to murder a political opponent or something like that. But that was like a judge asking, a, I don't know why the fuck the judge is asking this question, but the judge is asking hypothetical question of you think trump would do that and it's like but you know the 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 headlines go out there and and you get to click and you know people go oh shit it you know there's certain people that see the headline and it confirms everything they believe dude they tell us what they do all the time put if you put we played the clip of nancy pelosi what do they call it the wrap-up smear yeah Hmm. is that she said it she says it in front of a podium in front of cameras in front of an audience 
what a wrap-up smear is. And that's exactly what they're doing. You throw out a story, the media picks it up, regurgitates it, it cycles it through, mm-hmm. everybody hears it, even though it's not true, and it becomes the truth. Wrap-up smear. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. That's that's exactly what that is, but at a bigger freaking scale, national scale, global mm-hmm. scale. Yeah. Be- and it's crazy because she actually literally said that out loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How it works. And she's like, you dump the story, you wrap it up, and everyone's talking about it. And yeah. they do it. And we're like, oh, I can't believe they got us again. Like, no, they literally told us that they do it all the time. She literally told all the reporters, we use you fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> and there's and they're she's going like, like that. They're going, yeah. yes, you do. Yes, you do. She's like, you remember that time I told you guys I was gonna be over here with my knee on the ground wearing a daishiki? <laughs> right on. <laughs> Appreciate it. You guys don't miss. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's uh but yeah, you know, you, you get and it's it's a bigger level because it's like these respected news outlets that are doing it too that have you know long history people see washington post posting this and that and then people buy it because they go hey they're posting it must be true yeah so hey you guys need to do in in spanish um you could use a zimmerman uh story because it's the best one it's like early enough where um, the media, I forget which network it was, but, you know, they basically um, edited the 911 call to make him seem like he was racist. And he actually took him to court mm. and he won. I think that's mm-hmm. the best example. If people actually knew what the media does and they don't care if they get sued, man, they got so much money. They probably get money for the government for those lawsuits. Shit, our tax dollars to pay for those lawsuits. But anyways, if they really knew you know, um, mainstream media's dirty laundry, if you will, the way that they handle things and the way that they edit phone calls and videos, you know, to get a certain narrative, a certain story, and then they get sued and they got to pay out and then they do it over. Mm -hmm. Um, That would be a good one right there. Mm -hmm. So Matt, if you could do the Zimmerman story with the (laughs) soccer announcer's voice dubbed over yours. Well, Aquí estamos en el Estadio Azteca, donde está el Zimmerman contra Trayvon Martin. Why don't you guys start playing with that? Like, create <laughs> avatars and different formats, because I think something may work. Because I'm thinking of, like, the only the AI OnlyFans girls that have, like, millions mm-hmm. of subscribers charging, like, $10 a month. And they're making, like, $20 million a month. And it's AI and not even real girls. And they make money. Mm. What if you made like an avatar that's relatable, like cartoon or something fun, and you start telling your and t- start telling a story, and you had to do it? Like I think that's I think you could create like an unlimited amount of those. You could create your own Tucker. You could, or you could you could have a hot Latin chick like telling <laughs> me, you know, lo- looking like a hot Latin chick, but like she's a bunny. Like people are like oh I- I'll watch this. You never know. You never know what hits, man. You know what I'm you're saying? Awesome, right there. I, I, I maybe, I may watch actually. Out. I think that's what watch I'm gonna do out, tonight. Watch <laughs> out. The Republicans are gonna cancel you, <laughs> dude. You're, you're gonna put out uh, all kinds of 
people out of business like real life people. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow morning, I'm gonna get this video from Matt. He goes, hey, can you check the Spanish on it? <laughs> he sends it to you. He's some hot bunny chick. Hot, some hot bunny. Hey, Poppy. <laughs> Camera pointed to his toes. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! But no, you know what? Kind of to the to the point you were saying, Danny. It's like, um, like I had mentioned that the one with Biden. Um. Because, you know, he speaks English. So people, when they're watching Univision, you know, they probably tell the people, oh, this is what he said, right? But they, they don't say it in the context in which he said it, right? Mm -hmm. So the cool thing about the Joe Biden one is when, you know, I kind of don't want to spoil it, but like when he says what he said, he was like, how can I put it? It's like he was mad at the people that he was talking about. Right. So mm -hmm. when you when you hear that one in Spanish and he's saying what he's saying, but he sounds upset at the people, it's like I don't think the people that only you know listen to Spanish media ever heard it that way. So I think that that's gonna be interesting whenever that one gets released. That's a really good point because they can hide his ignorance with uh a voiceover yeah <laughs> you know it's almost like yeah yeah i get what you're saying Is and it's that, crazy because the delivery it's they they change the delivery type this, of thing yeah this ai is fucking insane because it's his voice in spanish and the same delivery so it's mm. like shit you know you know what you just reminded me of right now what what do you think about those pictures that they've been taken since he came into office like they're in a set like when they were giving them the jab and the the photo panned out it was like literally like a, a movie like set a, uh -huh. oh the white house is really a set they don't they don't film the white house scenes in the white house they actually do it in a real set it's across like no yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well it's across the street yeah, they don't, they don't the actually street. film in the White House anymore. When you see Joe Biden singing in the White House to do like a speech or a whatever, it's not in the mm -hmm. White House. They have a set. It, what is the purpose of that? So what what the hell do they do in the White House then? That's Insurrection insane. tours? Pass laws. <laughs> there you go. Pass laws that help us. <laughs> tours, <laughs> guided tours is what the white is what the capital does. We know that for sure. <laughs> guided tour. Uh, I, I mean, that's a good question. I, I, you know, honestly, I didn't know that it was across the street. And then I would wonder, yeah, what's the point of that then? So I mean, who's in there? we could be funny, but the reality is that in order to get good lighting at this point. Uh, control it like you don't want to have a crew in the white house oval office anymore right like before it used to be like a camera but yeah. now it's like a production you have like different angles you have makeup people you have uh, multiple cameras you have multiple staff you have multiple production people and you have all these different lights to get the perfect lighting so it's just the the oval office is just too small that's mm -hmm. like the real reason Gotcha, gotcha. One ver version is like we're living in a movie set and everything's not real anyway. So it's mm -hmm. somewhere between that. Yeah. But here, here's the thing, man. It's politics. It's running a country. It's uh, I don't give a shit about the lighting. Mm. It's like, how 
How did we get there? It's all a show. Yeah, it's all a show. That's and crazy. we live in a clicks and views economy. And mm-hmm. if the White House, if the White House lighting wasn't perfect on their lighting in, in their videos, everyone would be like, these guys don't even know what they're doing. They can't get their lighting right. Like, remember when <laughs> Joe Biden did the speech in front of the red background looking like, you know, everyone, Hitler everyone or something? <laughs> yeah. You, no one could stop talking about how shit that lighting was. I, I, I remember how pissed I was when Obama wore a tan suit. Bro, Matt, Matt, you should <laughs> run. Let him do that. You should run a uh, a section of that speech where he has that red background. You should run. You should run some of that and have it be in Spanish. I'm telling you, man. Like people hearing it directly from him. Yeah. Is is gonna? I don't know. I think that's. That was yeah. That's a good idea. Cool. Where it's like, all right, you know, you're using all this shit against us. You're censoring us. This isn't that. All right, I'm gonna use your own words, your own voice against you. But you're 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 gonna be saying exactly what you said. So it's not like I'm altering anything. I'm just. That's a good idea. This is just translating at that point. You're just translating. I'm gonna take one of his like most polarizing speeches, maybe a most recent speech where he calls um, mag Republicans terrorists. Maybe I'll take something like that. And in my studio, in my office, I'm going to put like fire burning behind me, make it look like the depth of hell. And I'm going to read the exact words he read. Or when he's chuckling about having F-16s. It's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe I do that video. You you know, what you might not know about um, the Spanish language is that when... When you use certain words like terrorist, it's kind of like um, it's it's played out in the English language. Mm-hmm. Like we don't really think of you know anything when you say terrorist, but when you say terrorista in Spanish, it, it's kind of like it's like whoa, you know that's a that's a heavy word right there. Mm-hmm. That's a heavy accusation. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It'll kind of grab them by the shirt and and wake them up a little bit. All right, I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a reproduction of a Joe Biden speech. You should, you should. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna like move my hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fall <laughs> over, yeah. stumble. Yeah, yeah. Move my hands and lose my spot. <laughs> move my hands again. No, but I think you know. I think that. I mean, using it for that that would be good. Um, another instance where I think it could be useful too. And, you know, it's kind of, I was thinking like, well, if I got to sign up for an account, I probably will. It's like, they took, they take a lot of candidates. They don't like out of context. They chop up the videos. And then we, we saw this with Trump in 2016 with the whole rapists, murderers, not sending their best. It's like, if someone had AI ran that whole, you know, statement he was saying in full in Spanish, people would hear what he said and they wouldn't fall for Jorge Ramos saying, you know, he thinks you all should be deported and he's a racist. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a, that's another way to kind of, in a sense, use it in a positive manner. It's like the media is going to use things out of context to manipulate, but it's like, nah, this, the media is not showing you the full thing. Here's a full thing in your language. Yeah. The only problem with that is it's that, that would be lengthy, lengthy. Yeah, yeah. You know, the whole the, the whole speech, but but it's a good it's a good idea. It's a really yeah, good I'm, idea. I'll start one of those uh fucking GoFundMe and be like <laughs> I need I need that enterprise plan. 
to uh, <laughs> help some folks out. But, you know, I again, hey, what, uh-huh. just sticking to the Joe Biden thing, um, it, you know, when he starts mumbling and just saying things, just really weird things like random words put together. That'd be kind of funny to see how that sounds in Spanish. Yeah. You know, I don't think people, uh, Spanish speaking people really can make too much sense of what the hell he's saying. They probably don't understand them anyway, but if they understood, what's the famous one where it's like a kite and and something else like. Um, We hold these truths self-evident. (laughs) Never, <laughs> like that. <laughs> Something like that. I think that's a big one. Yeah. A... Hold on one second. I kind of just want to play that. I kind of just want to play that Spanish one. <laughs> that biting one. Fuck it. People, people can watch it here first. I mean, I'm a. I have to I have to play that. Hold on. Present video. Which video was that from? I don't remember. Oh, the problem with that El video. Denunciante publicó datos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Go. El denunciante publicó datos privados de muertes por COVID de la Agencia de Salud de Nueva Zelanda y fue arrestado por divulgar información interna. Barry Young, trabajador de Nueva Zelanda y estadístico, fue acusado de acceso ilegal a sistemas informáticos. Como admin de BD, tenía acceso a esta info. NZ aún no ha negado la validez de estos datos. Según Nueva Zelanda, su tasa oficial de muerte después de la vacunación es 0,75%. Barry Young publicó tasas de muerte después de la vacuna de 10 sitios diferentes, que varían del 23% al 31%. Publicó gráfico de los 10 lotes más mortales de la vacuna, todos de Pfizer. ¿Ver el gráfico aquí? Aunque eligió peores lotes, sigue preocupando. Si primeros lotes se dieron a ancianos y a primeros en responder, veo correlación inicial. Sin embargo, Lotes posteriores en masa de más del 4% siguen siendo más altos que la tasa de muerte. Nadie ha negado aún la validez de estos datos, solo que los obtuvo ilegalmente. Polonia y Hungría en batallas legales con Pfizer por las vacunas. Ken Paxton, fiscal general de Texas, también demandó. Seguro y efectivo. No solo una mentira, sino dos. Al menos no nos presionaron para tomarlo. Mi mensaje para los estadounidenses no vacunados es este. ¿Qué más se puede esperar? ¿Qué más necesitas ver? Hemos realizado las vacunas de forma gratuita, segura y conveniente. La vacuna está aprobada por la FDA. Más de 200 millones de estadounidenses han recibido una dosis. Hemos sido pacientes, pero nuestra paciencia se termina. Tu negativa nos ha afectado a todos. Por favor, haz lo correcto. Es, pero no me creas a mí. Escucha las voces de los no vacunados en camas de hospital, dando su último aliento, diciendo, si tan solo me hubiera vacunado, si tan solo. 
Es una tragedia. Por favor, no dejes que sea tuyo. <laughs> What you think he of that? Sound, he sounds better in Spanish than he does in English. I feel like we're doing him a disservice because he sounds just, he sounds better. The AI does... AI does Joe Biden better than Joe Biden does Joe Biden. That's a problem. And we're actually AI doesn't dumb down. It doesn't dumb down. That's the problem. We need yeah. a dumb down. Uh, need to be more accurate. Yeah, but the, the the tone in his voice when he's telling the people we're running out of patience mm -hmm. is like if you when you hear that in Spanish in that tone, it's different than than. Maybe the guy on the news telling the people, oh, you know, Joe Biden's asking everybody to please. What, what we should do is take off the front side and just play that clip in Spanish. That'd be good, too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because dude, it that video that I made, it was about the New Zealand, um, the vaccine data, right? The vaccine mm -hmm. death data. And it got shut down on TikTok like super fast, like misinformation. And that was, and I get it, you know, like I, I didn't think that would survive it. Um, it's not misinformation, but like, let's be real that if they're going to delete one, that's the one they're going to delete. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like if you put that up on Instagram, then right now we're trying to grow. And maybe I think that video with just the back end with Joe Biden telling everyone do it because we're losing our patience with you. It's such a crazy thing that, to say. Yeah. I remember mm -hmm. I, I heard that live. And because that's why I remember it so clearly. And that's why I bring up this clip all the time. I remember watching that press conference live and him saying this. And I'm like, what the hell did he just say? This is crazy. Mm -hmm. And no one's talking about it. No one wants to push back on it. You know, take mm -hmm. it. And we're, we're growing impatient with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just what? imagine that this on the Spanish side. If, if people in English didn't talk about it. You know what would be uh, good too? Not only that clip, talking about losing his patience, but what about like the F-15 comment back mm. to that one, right? And what about the other comments that he's made? Um, there's uh, the one where he calls the press or certain people liars. And when he said that, that was like an aggressive tone and he just started walking away. And I'm just saying is that, you know, how they build montages for, you know, political hit pieces, you know, for, you know, the opposition. Just something similar like that, but his clips. And it's, that would that's, be that's, volunteered. That's, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you just volunteered to make them. <laughs> <laughs> I could uh, put them together, you know, find them, put them together. Yeah, because I mean, that's the thing I was saying. It's like you're not, you're not, you're translating it, but you're not changing what he's saying. The AI isn't changing what he's saying. It's him in a different language, in his own voice, saying exactly what he said. So it's not like you're. How can I put it? You're not making anything up. It's just, it's, it's his, it's his own word against himself. Him. Just in a language that he never would have thought <laughs> people were going to hear him in. Yeah. I think that's the. I think that's the. That's the thing that's going to. I think capture people's attention. Yeah. But even yeah, even if you posted just the Biden. Oh, part, 
check this out him saying that the economy is just fine right now this yeah. happened like days ago <laughs> weeks ago didn't it <laughs> people would start hey they they would start belly laughing when they heard that coming out of, out of his mouth seriously it's like he is this guy really lot. insane he, I, I think the line he says a lot this is proof that bidenomics is working mm. how how would that sound in spanish es bueno biden biden on no i don't know but i think they say it in spanish i forget how but they they do they do i think i heard it in on univision really yeah. where they say bidenomics I, in spanish but I, i can't i don't know i thought they would just say bidenomics like a spanglish <laughs> mm. <laughs> but no i mean you know i think i think that'll that'll hit hard yeah that's what i think but right yeah. in the chin yeah well probably gonna wrap this up uh it's almost well you're three hours ahead over there it's midnight uh, for me oh, okay damn damn yeah uh, but no dude thanks thanks for jumping on i know it's kind of impromptu and all that but hey it's good to have you on too man hey i think, I think it was needed you know given what we're doing like yeah matt had to be on sometime soon <laughs> no like we'll, we'll do like a real day you know but i appreciate yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. always um you know i appreciate every guy everything you guys have done for um or especially over the last three days because i mean it was you guys idea to do it and it's fantastic and uh, it makes a lot of sense and it's kind of give me a new purpose of new things to do so i've been super busy i've been working on various things around this concept for like i'll probably do like another two hours of it after we get off so i appreciate it you know i just i, I love working on new things so you guys gave me like a new project to, to work on yeah no and and you know we appreciate that but it also doesn't work if you know you i'll be straight up you have the bigger platform you have the bigger following so it's like you giving us the the ear also and hey you know what that makes you know that's a good idea that makes sense let me try it that also goes hand in hand with with this right and it's like without that you know <laughs> not much happens yeah. with it. i can post it but it might not get any like if you know if, if matt posted because i i understand like i said you got the following you got the higher it's engagement that traction, that it's, following. Yeah. so yeah. it, it kind of you know it it, it goes together And it just kind of shows i was talking to someone at work about this is you guys have a really good collaboration and with that there's it, it's all about getting the message out i think at the end of the day if it's in if it gets a message out that's the whole point man yeah exactly and you guys are doing real good daniel has to get all the credit he he invests you know all the time um in building all of this I just give my two little cents and that's <laughs> no man it's good like i said it all it all goes together you know and everyone does their their portion and and at the end of the day you get this product at the end and people enjoy it they enjoy it if not hey you know you know find another show i guess <laughs> but you know hopefully you do enjoy it and you stay here or but, stick uh, around <laughs> yeah just stick around um don't go anywhere <laughs> but again man thank you for coming on uh you know and and yeah we'll, we'll do it again for sure awesome thank you joe appreciate you guys thank you good night
Peace be with you. Everybody, take care.